All right, people, what's up? Uh, thanks for joining us once again at the Hunger for Knowledge. Uh, as always, I'm Will Beatty here with Mr. Tibbins. Hello, hello. Mr. Tibbins here as always. And uh, tonight we have my buddy Tommy. Tommy, what's your last name? I always uh, I just go by Tommy Woe now. So. Okay, all right. Well, you heard it here. Um. Anyway, my man Tommy, we we work together. Um, we've had some just really interesting, you know, conversations. You know, I always look forward to having conversations. We don't work the same shift anymore, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I say weird shit often, and uh. He was there to catch my weird shit um, and actually, like, not look at me like I was an idiot or crazy. So, Tommy, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Good. I'm good. How are you guys? Great. I feel good, man. You know? I like Great. talking about weird shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tommy has been, uh, he's been doing a lot of work with, with dreaming and, you know, astral projection and things of that nature and I, I wanted to definitely get him on here to uh you know just you know it, it just feels good to get it out you know definitely in this time you know um and i know when you're when you're passionate about something and you're working towards it you know i just wanted to give you a space to you know air some of that out and you know just say what you want to say about it yeah that sounds cool um, I guess I'll just give you the lowdown real quick is I got into lucid dreaming in 2015 when I lost, um, someone that was really close to me. They had died and the same week they died, I had a dream of them like just walking up to me and I noticed it right away. And it's probably, I had a lucid dreams when I was a kid, but this is my first adult as an adult having a lucid dream. And they walked up to me and I was instantly like, no, you just passed away. Like this is a dream and um i ignored the fact that i was in a dream and just hugged them and had a real like intimate like goodbye with them Uh and then i woke up after that and i was like holy fuck like what was that you know yeah i'm like that rocked my life and my beliefs and my whole like what i was viewing everything as because even though this person had just passed away it also very much just held him in my arms and so I was also like really depressed because I just lost someone really close to me, so I wasn't working at the time. So I just dove really hard into occult study and lucid dreaming and astral projection, and started off kind of with like a aim to find them in the immaterial world again. Even though that never really panned out, that always turned out with just crazy experiences. But do you mean like um, seeing them? Uh, in like nature or do you mean actually seeing them physically like uh, well I can't see them physically well yeah but I, when you say that when I say you were... dream dreams really gotten like kind of a spread out term it's so ambiguous now but when I say dream I basically am just saying any non-physical experience regardless of if you're unconscious or not right well yeah 
And yeah. even like, I'd even call it, most people will call, I want it, but astral projections, you might as well just call them a dream. Because a lot of people astral project and they'll just call it a dream because they don't even know the distinction between it. And it's yeah. hard to even have a distinction about it because you can be awake, you know, and be conscious in the physical realm and meditate and go into a dream. Yeah. So it's not even just something you're doing when you're sleeping. So it kind of, once you start lucid dreaming, it kind of gets, lines get blurred. What's a dream? What's not a dream? And how do I get into a dream? Do I have to go to bed and lose consciousness and then I'm dreaming? Or if I just lay here and meditate and stay awake and then my body falls asleep, but I'm still awake. Is that still a dream? You know, but either way. Rob, you ever, you ever hear lucid dreaming or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, Yeah. I mean... I've heard of people, I've listened to people talk about it, and I mean, always wonder about the meanings of things when you, when you dream. Like, I've had some weird dreams, like, sometimes I remember them, and sometimes, like, don't remember anything, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I can only remember bits and pieces, and, like, I've had, like, one that's, like, vivid in my mind, which will be very strange, probably, but was like uh after the election i think when this is like uh before it was 2012 or election or whatever like whoever won that i kind of remember being in the car with that person like in the back of this limousine some you know that for some reason i remember this one i don't oh, know why obama might have been obama obama yeah and like sorry and uh like being in like and no, the, not the person that won, the person that lost, because so, they were like, "Hey, what do you think? What, what do you think I did wrong? And you know, what do you think I could do next time?" And I'm like in this limousine, and like the two people, like that. Who was it? McCain. McCain lost to Obama that year. Yeah, it was Obama. Obama's second. Yeah, run. yeah. yeah. Says McCain. And like I was in the car with like McCain and the, his like advisor, and they're like, "What do you think?" We, I'm like. This is like the weirdest, th- and for some reason I remember that one of all ones very vividly. I don't know why. And when I was a little kid, I used to like have these dreams of like always like the same dream over and over of like running from something. Like my, I used to watch like my grandfather would watch these weird werewolf movies when I was younger. And, like, I was running from, like, a werewolf or something or, like, a vampire or something. And I'm always running, but I'm running, like, I'm trying to run so fast, but I'm going slow. <laughs> and, like, they're they're far away, and they just keep catching up quick. And then, like, they get close to me, and then it would always end. I don't know. Those are the dreams I remember. Do you ever have, like, a lucid dream, like, where where you uh, became... And that... Uh, I guess as a definition, is a lucid dream a dream where you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming? Is yeah, that a, is that a good hard, definition? It is that? a good definition, yeah. but it gets hard, people get confused, and it gets hard. Um, <clears throat> like she was saying earlier, how she has really vivid dreams. A lot of people will think that because they wake up and they just are were so vivid and the dream is so vivid that they had a lucid dream but a lucid dream is actually becoming awake like you would consider yourself awake right now uh-huh. but you can also exist in this realm the physical realm and just be like droned out into your day-to-day processes you know that so you're not like, actually awake sometimes like when you're here what they would call daydreaming maybe? um kind of but not you know one of my favorite ways to explain it is um 
when you're driving home yeah. and you pull up into your driveway and you realize you don't remember the last three blocks, the last four blocks. Yeah, but and you, that's kind of like you're yeah. not awake. But this is like right being awake is being in this physical. Room. So it just gets confusing because then being awake in a dream is being aware and conscious of your decisions while you're making them and aware of the state you're in while you're making them being aware that what it's almost like I saw it in a movie the other day where it's like dreaming's like VR, but it's like the ultimate VR because you can feel in it and you have emotional attachment to it. But yeah, basically being aware that you're in a dream and aware of the decisions you're making while you're making them. Yeah. You know, I remember I had a dream not too long ago and I remember I was like walking around like you know uh, crowds of people which is all something that always kind of like messes with me because it's like where do I get all these people's faces from they must have pulled it out of some kind of subconscious like file of like random faces I've seen like because it's just like you're looking at all these people in this crowd and I remember I saw this baby and I was like Oh, none of this is real. And I was just like, I went over this baby, and I'm like looking at his face. I'm like, your face is not real. Like what? Like what is going? And I remember I was like, this is too much. And I I walked, I walked out of the square and walked across the street, and that's when I woke up. And it was like, I've had dreams like that my entire life, where you know, it doesn't happen often for me, but. Every once in a while, like, I'll just become really aware of the fact that I'm in a dream right now. And I'm sometimes it gets really goofy. Like, I remember this other time, like, I was, like, walking up this hill. Like, it was, like, close to, like, where I grew up at. And, like, I, somewhere, like, I, I walked up the hill and there was this guy standing there. And he, like, was, like, mad at me or something like that. And I was just like, I don't know what this guy's problem is. So I turned around to go back down the hill. And when I turned around and looked at everything, I was like, oh, this is a dream. <laughs> like, I didn't know it at first. Like, I didn't know that it was a dream at first. And that guy, like, triggered me. And I was like, none of this is real. Oh. And I just started, like, kind of, like, skipping down. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, because there's, like, a different... <sighs> I don't know if you've ever experienced it because there's a different, at least in my experience, a different quality to the reality of the dream. Like it's because you're somewhat conscious, kind of. It's just like, I don't know, like it just seems, I don't know if shiny is the word. But like things like have this glow and I'm just like, oh, like this is like more vivid. Yeah, yeah. Vivid, but like not even like vivid, like when you would turn vivid up on a screen, like it's more like crisp, hyper realistic. Yeah, it's crisp. crisp. It's like you know, like it's, like a like updated graphics or something. You're just like, oh, <laughs> like it's 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 really weird. But I know. I mean, I don't know. I, dreams. I've always taken them kind of seriously, even though. I don't really think I should have sometimes. Well, the way I like yeah. to like to look at the dream world compared to this world, and I just use material and immaterial a lot. It gets, I think English is a really horrible language to talk about these kinds of things because it is. We are the words we use can ha- have a lot of different meaning. Like dream, for one, let's define it. Like that takes so much. 
<clears throat> it means so much to so many different things to so to depending on who you're talking to and um but i like to look at it like right here's the material world yeah this world we co-create we create it with everyone in here this isn't our world none of us created this all on our own we all do it together and it's physical and it's dense and then we all also exist in this very non-physical non-dense world which we create all, seemingly all on our own yeah um coming from this realm we are taught that that realm is all created in our head but it's even the types of things you were saying earlier like um you were looking at that baby and how did you create like some file for its face yeah. well it's even funny cuz even in this realm with our brain like we don't know where memory is stored or how it's stored in our brain so it's not like it's some computer algorithm that's actually accessing files and creating faces in the same sense that we would have a computer do it we don't even understand where memories are memories are very immaterial things because they don't seem to have a material source they're they don't have a specific cell or neuron that they're being accessed from so when you go to dreaming it's to me it's just like the whole other it's like the whole duality and it, it comes down to like the thing that humanity is actually looking for. And it's this essence. It's this nothingness. It exists and it doesn't exist. It's very hyper real. And it's also, you can't find <laughs> space for it and you don't, we don't know where it's at. So yeah, it gets hard to define that and what's actually happening in it. And that's why I think lucid dreaming is really important. And I think it's like kind of the next step for our society because I feel like if you're, if you, for people that can be awake in their dreams and be awake here, like that's truly being awake. We got this whole woke culture with all these kids being like, I'm woke, but what, what are you awake in your dreams? Are you awake in the other realm that's non-material? And are you bringing that information to this realm? And are you combining those two experiences mm-hmm. you're having into one being? Cause yeah. that's the duality, the material and the non-material, you know, and they say even with the big bang and even with, Christianity doesn't matter really which religion or where you go to this angle, but they say everything has come from nothing, and the dream realms like that smoky nothing realm that we exist in, like it's pure imagination. It's the realm that is immaterial that we all exist in, but seemingly exist separately and and have our own. But then we all come here and we meet each other, and on this playing field we co-create. Our, I think our best attempt to imitate that um space is what we call the cloud you know what i mean when you talk about um things like uh, memory or um so I, I was listening to something earlier and they were talking about even just the concept of an idea um to me i i seem i think that people are like antennas like, I think that they you're tuned to certain frequencies and you pick up particular messages based on the frequency that you're tuned to. So, when we talk about the dream space or the non-material space, it, like you said, with English, English is like this business language. It's like very... Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It's straightforward. It's very, it's, it's very, 
It's like it's the not. Math. Yeah, it's like, there's a hard ridge. It's very it's yeah. It's very rigid. It's a very rigid structure. And trying to explain things in that type of space, I don't even think this language was built to do things like that. So the reality of it is, is that you know we live in this this huge reality, and uh, you know we we're not equipped really with this language to like really get into those kinds of things. So then we're just like, well, a dream is this thing that happens in your head. And, and it's nothing more than that. And it's like, I don't even think that the language we speak is appropriate to even start to dive into that. It, it's, it's a non-spiritual situation. It's not very, um, I just don't, I don't see this culture being open to uh, those concepts that you see with like Buddhists or Hindus or, you know, a variety of other religions where they, they, they're taking the dream experience as something sacred, whereas we're taught to believe that a dream is just that, that it's nothing, that it's just this formation in your mind with no real consequence or... It's a child's flight of fancy... It's, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's for just, the kids. It's for kids. Oh, uh, he was watching movies. Why would an adult talk know? about their dreams? Because that's yeah, it's it's nonsense. Like, There's nothing, no valid information to be garnered from it. It's it's pointless. And on, and on and a that's deep, yeah. very much our society's viewpoint. On a it. deeper sense, then, because a dream isn't just this uh, this one thing. It's this multifaceted concept. A person's dreams are related to their aspirations and the things that that they'd like to be, you know. So when you say that a dream is inconsequential, like the dream you have when you go to sleep, by almost association, you're like, well, dreams as in the things that you actually want to do with your life and the things that you actually want to be, those things are inconsequential too. Those things are just, like you said, it's a flight of fancy. Why, why, you know, just get real. You know what I mean? Get real. Go, go. Go be go do that job over there. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 crazy. I was just saying to like I said, um, you know, our, the, our buddy Dave. Out of nowhere, I said to him, I said, because they were telling us that the plants that we were dealing with were like fourteen, supposedly like fourteen hundred dollars, like each or something. So they were like, we got to be real careful with them stuff. And I'm like, all right, but. I was just thinking about it, and I said, Dave, I said, it's amazing how you can control a person's mind to make them do your bidding and make them a lot of money. Because I was just what I was feeling at the time. I was just like, oh, like, you know, here I am doing the... The fact that this plant that I'm holding... I, I'm never going to have any access to real the reality of, like... The wealth, like the wealth of this plant, you know what I mean? Like I'm simply doing a task, and then there's a whole bunch of people who aren't doing what I'm doing, who are going to uh, get the benefits of that, which is you know some sort of a uh, it's a it's a slavery of a sort. You know, it's not um, maybe as uh, defined as like what we think of as slavery, but it's like it's an enslavement of a particular type. I think Absolutely that's like agree. a mindset, though, because like we were talking about it at work. The, 
my new job, there's this younger kid. He's like 21. and But he's like the first time I worked somewhere where you're like, I've, I'm jealous of you because you get to have these conversations with these people at work that I never get to have. Because <laughs> most of the time when I go to work. What I are do, you doing right now? I paint cars. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like most of the time, like my conversations are not these kind of conversations or in-depth conversations. Yeah. And this one kid, he's pretty young. But like we were talking about the... We've been talking about a lot about like uh, just you know general things that have been going on obviously in the world today, and like the, we've been talking about the apocalypse and all these kind of things and what we would do and like all this stuff, and we're like <laughs> we're talking about the one guy he's like an older guy we're like you know he would probably be over there working until the last second like if the apocalypse happened and this, like this is all he does. Like, <laughs> he's just guy. over there he's like listen he's like, everybody's leaving dude oh, he's like i'll run the office don't worry <laughs> the paint shops I'll, I'll paint the cars too and he's like 60 in his 60s and like this is like i'm like thinking to myself i'm like i told i was like <laughs> i can't imagine that my life i hope to god my life is not like 60 thinking that the apocalypse is happening but i gotta get the last car done because somebody <laughs> needs that car people need people need nice looking cars in the apocalypse you, you know what i mean like like this is this dude's mindset and like i can respect his work ethic but i can't like I don't know, man. I, like, I can't so, so, deal with that. So what? So so why do you why? Um, what did you? Why do you guys think that this is time for apocalyptic talk? Why? Wh- well, what part made of it that is. Happen? Well, we just people have been listen. talking about the apocalypse for two thousand plus years, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, but, no, we grew up in an apocalyptic culture I'm, where they've been talking I, about it I since guess we're childhood, I mean, uh, it, and we're in the middle of um, world world agreed chaos. So I it's actually it's a really good time, time to talk about the chaos. Yeah. It's the time of the. It's just so chaotic and like, and everyone's living that together the world's right. in, in agreement that it's chaotic right now like no matter what side you want to say like if you look at one side saying this side like whatever you want to call them the left and the right that's what they are I, that's what i hate putting people in boxes but I, we'll just say left and right I'm, i don't exist in either of those lanes i'm with that's you <laughs> i don't i ain't getting in any boxes so i'm dreaming over here so. he's dreaming he's, this <laughs> guy's just I, in know, dreams definitely outside of the like box. this like what who do you, who do you vote for <laughs> yeah well uh, you know but no matter which side it's like we come to this conclusion that there's going to be like destruction no matter what the outcome you know what I mean? Like whether a lot of the people left- can't believe there can be change without some type of event or something to change. But Everyone that- everyone's looking for better, but most of the happened, population though. think that like, yeah, we need a civil war in order to the, fix the, and because there's that many people believing it, that's what's gonna happen. Or it's not gonna happen t- until that happens. Bit, and this is what I mean. It's like <laughs> Because uh, you're not the f- first person, even this within this week, to have this conversation about that they think that some kind of violence is coming. Um, I would. I went to my my godbrother's fortieth birthday party, and uh, I was there, and I I was talking to 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 his his dad, and uh, his dad said he thinks. December, he said December 20th he said that's when he said that that's when it's gonna start up and he said he's been buying guns and stuff like that and um, what is his reasoning for December 20th 
it has something to do with the eclipse or something. Well, that's the thing about it. It's There's like, no eclipse. What wasn't there? No, it's, it's Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter. And but Saturn what is that? That's the twenty first, actually, on the twenty first. His okay, ain't yeah. even that deep. That's not that deep. His is along the lines of. <laughs> he's not even away. He's one day off, actually. He's <laughs> not know, that deep. I mean, he's like the day before. <laughs> the day he's before. Twentieth. We're, do, like, we're doing pre-eclipse <laughs> apocalypse. But uh, his 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 didn't have anything to do with anything astrological or anything. Like it just had to do with the fact that, like, I think uh, it has something to do with. Um, some uh, does something happen with um, the presidency or something? That's in January, like twenty uh, something. If I'm, I don't, I don't know. switch over. Anyway, he pretty much thinks that, and I had to tell him like you're talking about this in terms of left and right, but actually, what I detect is that you think like black and white right now. Like this is what you're thinking. Like you know, like I could hear it in what how he was saying it, and. I was saying, you know, I hope it's not like that. I hope people aren't that. I hope people haven't been so, like, hoodwinked that um, they've turned their scopes and their targets on the people and have no... Uh, nothing to say to the 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 the, the predatory uh, class. uh, class. You know what I mean? Like, because that's really what I'm starting to see. It's just like... They've they've made all of this friction between people who essentially have the same issues, and uh, now the predatory class is just like, well, we're not doing anything. We're just over here doing make we make you. I actually think that the world actually ended. To be honest, like not in this, not in the, not from the standpoint Literal. of like the earth, because the earth and the world are not the same thing. The earth is the physical thing. The world is the thing that humans have created on it. Like the the the, the, the story, the, the human drama. Yeah, the, where we have you know, there's certain people in this world, well, on the planet who aren't a part of this world. People in the middle of the Amazon have no concept of this world. Like they're just here. We are in this thing, and I think that that thing actually did end. And I think that we've seen the end of life as we've known it. We're not going to, it's not going to go backwards. Well, the world's that, always ending. The Roman world ended. Yeah, the yeah. Egyptian world ended. My grandfather used to say the world ends for somebody every, someday. Every day. <laughs> you know, it's right? going to end for you. You know, yeah. it's going to end for you. But yeah, what I mean is, is that from the standpoint of, I think we're about to see the emergence of the, like the technocratic um, well, pharmaceutical like, state. I like what you said <laughs> earlier. You're saying a lot of stuff that they say on the higher side chats because you, you said the predatory class. Yeah. And that was, I you, like that. Yeah. I, like that. I, I took instead that from the, calling, yeah, the predatory class. The That's who class, you are. You call them the predatory you're class. You're elite. You're predatory. I yeah. think not, whatever. Jesus is the elite class. <laughs> Freaking, you know, Alan Watts. The spiritual like, folks. These, yeah, these That's people elite. that have like those people spoken freaking Muhammad Ali even. All yeah. these people that speak, that have a good message. and Who are bring in the, the light. The yeah. people who bring the light. That's the elite class. I believe there'll be a controlled chaos. Like, they'll allow well, it to get to a right certain now, point. I believe. They'll just get allowed to get to a certain point, and then they'll pull the reins in and say, eh, that was that was far enough, everybody. That was far enough. Sorry, also, but... Also, all this debt that we had, well, now we're not even that same people anymore. Well, you know what's going to happen with the debt. What's coming is the digital dollar. Well, right. 
So uh, basically, what Bitcoin's I think Will's, going up right now. Bitcoin's back to twenty thousand yeah, dollars, which is where it was when it bubbled two right. years ago or whatever. But this don't. I mean, this the digital dollar has nothing really. The digital dollar is just about control. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to give you everybody a wallet, which your your digital dollar like goes a social in, security and guard. this is how they're going to control everybody. You don't get a vaccine, sorry, you don't. You know. Basically, they're going to deposit money in that, in that dollar, in that wallet. And like the people that talk against the government that are anti-whatever or don't get vaccines or whatever, they're going to start charging you interest. And so they, like they're instead already of, shutting down all the small so now, businesses, so which think is about shutting what, out the think com- about people how, saying no. Because if Walmart, right, after all these small businesses shut down after this event that's happening, then you got Walmart, which everyone's got to get their food from, and so, they're like, we're only using your wallet. But think like about how say. easy it is. Yeah. So now, Joe, Sh- Little Nicky's, which is my favorite pizza shop down the street here, <laughs> they stay open. They say, screw you, we're staying open. Well, guess what? You, we have the digital dollar, so now we control your income. If we say, you want to stay open? Guess what? We're just turning. You can't even accept money now. That's how, that's how it's going to happen. If that's people it. accept it, though. If people accept that. And it, it's going to be hard for them because, but, but the people accept a lot of a lot of, people, a lot of the more you see what important people sales accept nowadays. Black market sales, though. Well, it's true. Look, people accept a lot of crap. I'm, I'm look. I, I know, I, and I think I think this is. I think our job's a prime example of that because <clears throat> I don't. You went Friday. What's the new um, th- thermom? They're not doing yeah. a thermometer now. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it's mom. It's it's like wall mounted. Like it's a wall mounted thermometer. Yeah. Well, you got to put your head against it. You look at it, yeah. Oh, God. It's, really, it's really strange. It's it, and but I think also, it's just nonsense. And like you're saying, it's like people are accepting nonsense. That's we what have, I mean. We have to go stare it's, at a wall to so get a thermometer. There's, there's I talked to my I talked to my my dad and his wife, and they're like, I'm like, in their mind, they're going to take the vaccination. Because it gives them freedom, but in a fucked up way. Because really, it's the complete freedom. opposite. Yeah, it takes their. But in their mind now, right. they take the vaccination. Now they, they can, can go, go to family gatherings. Yeah. So in their mind, it's freedom. Right. In reality, it's just more control. Yeah, and control in a genetic way now. Oh. With the RNA vaccine. It's not even. I won't even call it a vaccine. With what Moderna is making, Listen, they're making. They're changing your that's RNA. That's a genetic enhancement. Why doesn't the, yeah, why it's does genetic it, enhancement? That's, it's a, that's a, what that it's is. A, it's not a vaccine. A vaccine is being the, exposed to a partially decontaminated virus. The flu vaccine doesn't work because the flu mutates by the time you get the vaccine. Right. Did, did you and, know that the flu vaccine is the most injurious vaccine that exists? That the, there's been more payouts for injury on the flu vaccine than any other. Well, how do you feel about that, Will? Since you're paying it, because remember, well, it's the flu, the the vaccine court pay. Absolutely, and you know, and that's the thing about it. It's like my views at this time have been. Since I don't have a political affiliation, uh, it's let me look at both sides of the situation. So I've seen what both sides are saying. I've seen how on the left they were like, okay, listen to the news and stuff, and we listen to those people. And then on the right they were like, wait, there's other people saying stuff too. And for me, you know, I'm in the middle. So I'm like, okay, I'll see what you guys are saying on the left. Oh, okay. Well, okay, this is the mainstream thought. Then I'll go over to the right. And then they're like, 
look, there's some shit that you might want to pay attention to that's happening over here. And then I go to tell the people who, you know, we work in a predominantly liberal place. And I go over and I start saying, hey, you know, um, it's not just like a couple doctors that like think that there's something up right now. And they're like, well, what are they just like the quacks? Just like they're just completely dismissive of everything that this side has to say simply because they're politically divided. And it's like, no, you have like if you're going to make a critical thought, you need an informed uh, you you need an informed opinion. You have to be like, okay, let me weigh this. There's this side and then there's that side. And when. One side, I'm always, my eye, I don't care about left and right. My eye is always on empire and power. And it's like, okay, these people over here are telling a story that says a lot about how there is no real scientific consensus about this. Because if there were, then their voices wouldn't exist. They wouldn't be, uh, you know, um, they wouldn't be... uh, Getting on the news and, and saying that that uh, you know there's problems with tests and numbers and, and and things like that and it's like those things have to be considered because these aren't just crazy people sp- sp- like spouting stuff. This is medical professionals bringing things up and it's just been really interesting lately because it's like um I like to bring people that perspective that they might write off. In, in, in the hope that they have enough respect for me to think, to say, oh, he's not just saying some bullshit to me. Like, he's saying something of value. But it's been so interesting to watch people just completely shut any of that down because it will rock their narrative. That's how I feel about dreams, <laughs> honestly. The way people just... That's, yeah, that's a good they'll way just, it, yeah. yeah, they'll dismiss it right away because even trying to accept it as anything is true will rock their narrative, rock... This whole, the ever, uh, we get brought up in this space and we go to school in this space and we get taught to think a specific way and we get taught math and we get taught this very, how to, how to categorize things linearly. Yeah. And when you go into the dream space, you don't get that linear categorization. It's no. a completely different way of understanding. And um, <clears throat> to start accepting dreams as real or like accept kind of giving them more weight or value their experience giving their the value of their experience weight you kind of have to shift a lot of how you view this space and you know the the wealth the the worth that you give this space um so i like what you're saying but no that's but that's true getting anyone to think out of any it's, if their paradigm gets shifted because of a thought that they have to hold that's what do they call that cognitive dissonance they just will yeah. shut that down. What's crazy is, like, I'd love to go to your work. And since your work is more liberal, mm-hmm. my work is very conservative. <laughs> like, deep conservative there. I like to talk to them, too. Right. I, right. I, like, I, it's I like so I hear it all like day. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, listen, Trump's going to win. And he's going to win. And it's going to come out on Tuesday, the 23rd. He's going to win. And blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, guys. Can we just have a conversation about this? And the whole COVID thing there is obviously very, they're conservative. So yeah. there's two, there's 20 people that work there. I'm one of two masks, people that wear the mask. Mm-hmm. And 
I guarantee you if I would have... Sh- now, the first couple weeks, I did not wear a mask. So I guarantee if we would have had... If I walked in there with a mask on and then never had... Conver- and hadn't had any conversations with these people and then think they would have treated me differently as opposed to where I walked in with no mask on, we had conversations and then I'm like, listen, you know, <laughs> my wife is, you know... She works in a nursing home, and in three weeks, they've had 10 people die. What's their response to that? So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they, they don't, like, to me, I don't understand the whole disconnect of, like, there's no conversation of, okay, well, w- w- what do you think's happening there? It's just like, okay, well, they're dead. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no, like, empathy or no, I don't know what it is, like, like, I don't get, I don't, I just don't. And I'm like, listen, I'm not wearing this for me. I'm wearing this because I'm afraid I'm going to infect you. Going to you, I'm going to give it to you. You're going to take it home to your, your mom or dad or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And if the, because we've had these conversations before I put the mask on, they respect my opinion. If they were, if I walked in with the mask on, they would have looked because yeah. the one guy that got hired after me, he walked in with the first day with the mask on. Well, the other guy that wears a mask, and they and treat them differently. They completely treat them differently. Yeah. They're that's, like, I'm not talking to that too. guy. I'm not you talking know? to that guy. That's a shame, I'm too. Like, I, before this job where we work, I um, was doing, I was working for TNT Construction, which is um, building like pretty much Amazon warehouses, like mm. million square foot con- concrete warehouses. Yeah. So it's definitely really like, right-winged people (laughs) i didn't work it during the corona so but i can only imagine what those guys are like those guys won't wear masks when they're sawing into concrete you know they're breathing in silica and you're a pussy if you wear masks so (laughs) you're painting you're painting cars and these these particles are you're getting breathe you're like i gotta wear a mask so i don't breathe in these particles while i'm painting and but then you get looked at like you know the underdog if you wear a mask and I'm like, guys. I'm at the point now where if you don't want to wear a mask, that's on you. But, but you don't get to direct certain comments at me if I do wear a mask. Well, it's the same no. both ways too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's, you said, I'm not, do I'm not out killing people because I'm not wearing a mask. But you're there's, I can also not judge you for wearing a mask because we yeah. all do what we're doing for. We're all like looking Will out says, for the same thing. We, we all have to, we all have to deal with this thing. I think the way. That we best see fit. We and have to we, deal, yeah, and we have to deal with the other the people around us with respect. Yeah, and that's know, just what it comes down to. Are you going to respect the people and around you? We're too you busy and their pointing this way and this way. And the reality is, in the background, to me, the bigger distraction. What's scary to me is the bigger dis- the bigger the distraction, the scarier of the the scarier the event that's going to happen. But that's what I mean. Well, I think that the event. Though, it's like you said. It's the digital dollar coming. Like you were saying, it's the predatory class it's, pushing it. It's, Everyone's pointed at the more, guy in the grocery store that's either wearing the mask or not wearing the mask, depending on which side you're on. It's the emergence of a new world. It's 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 we're we aren't going backwards. That's not going to happen. Like right. we're going to the the way that we're being divided now. If people continue this way they'll continue to be divided and and not to say that people haven't been divided throughout history but now we live in a time of like social media 
we have the ability to put a person in a reality tunnel with their own personalized um, internet experience. So now it's like you can really make people who are opposed to each other and everybody just thinks that them and their side has to be right. And it's like the, the world doesn't work like that. It's just not how it works. Like we all have to figure out how to live in, in the world harmoniously and now we have such rigid identity lines that we, you know, um, the lines in the sand yeah. in that box have turned into like moats. And that person, and, and that's the bad one. That's the story that everybody's trying to tell. I'm good, and that guy over there is bad, and that's just the way it is. And it, that is a juvenile way of seeing the world. You know, I just. I see it every day. I just see so many people who um, want to find a reason to 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 divide from someone else. What's well, you know? everyone's looking for a way to justify themselves? Yeah, so I don't even think people are necessarily looking to divide, but because of, you they, know they the, want to be right. Yeah, they and the more know. they're right, the more they feel confident. And it's like we were talking about any anything that shatters someone's paradigm or the yeah. way they like are looking at life and where they put their worth and what worth is anything that goes against that has to be wrong or it'll, sh if it's not wrong, it shatters you can't, their concept. You've been told for the last six months that, you know, or the last four years, if you believe in a certain, if you're on the right and you believe that this one person is out there defeating the deep state or whatever you want to say. And like at the end of the day, now he's telling you that there's voter fraud and all this stuff and like whatever. If you get to the end, it, every every time they move the goalpost further, like on this date, this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. On this date, this is going to happen, then it doesn't happen. Then you're just like sitting there. I'm like, guys, like, because I go at work and I, I can see it on their face. I can I can go into work and I can see it on their face. Yeah. The the week the election happened, I was just so I was so curious just to go into work all week because I said in March I thought what was going to happen and what happened exactly played out how I thought it was going to happen. I was like Joe Biden Joe Biden wasn't even beating Bernie Sanders. I was like Bernie Joe Biden is the selected person to take us to wherever He's hell the they want to take us to. And I was like, he's going to beat Bernie Sanders. They're just going to take Bernie Sanders and bring it. Bernie, sorry, you're, you're, we don't need you anymore. And then he's going to he's gonna beat Trump. Everybody laughed at me. I said, and then chaos is going to ensue. Because now they're going to be, uh, you could tell already they're talking about voter fraud back then. They were setting it up to, and then this is all this distraction bullshit. And then I go into work on the week of the election. They're like, okay, he, well, no, 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 no. They, the, the long faces. I'm just like, yep. I was like, I knew it. It's just like, you. It's. But the sad part is, is that the reality is, is that they probably, I mean, you probably have a good deal, um, in common with those people. That the thing about Trump, that uh, when you think about it, it's like if you, if I were a person who believed that the world could be changed by voting. There's a possibility that I would have considered voting for Trump. And the reason why I say that is, is because when I think about people vote for people because they want to see somebody make a change, which is really just 
a code word for they think that the world is shitty. They think <laughs> they think that how we do things is shitty and there needs to be a change. You saw that with Obama. And so it's just people wanting something different because all of the people uh, have been traumatized and beat beaten up by life so much that they just want to change to life. And that's and every time without fail they dangle this person out there. Uh <laughs> I remember I had a lyric that I wrote not too long in this song I was doing. I said, um, bloodthirsty monsters with sponsors put a puppet out to pander to the people. And that's really kind of all I see. It's just like, they're, they're like, oh, well, this guy, he'll lead you to the promised land, him. There you go. And then he does what he does, and then he goes somewhere, and then this new guy comes in, and then he does what he does. And then the people are like, well, this is the time, him. I'm getting behind him. I know he's going to take us to where we need to be. And it's it's um it's messianic um messiah complex. It's it's a messiah complex. It's 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 them looking at this person like this is the savior. This is the guy who's going to do it. When I saw that with Obama, that changed the way that I saw all of it. So I was just like, man, like I you know, I looked at like how how much the people and a lot of people in the black community predominantly how how they thought, well, now he knows. He's go he knows what we're going through and he's gonna take it to Washington and then, and I saw that look on the look of like this old black lady. She was like probably in her eighties or something and she was crying. I remember at her inauguration and I was like, I will never, ever trust it. Cause that's just so deceitful to just be like here I am and I'm gonna care for you you know and it's just like this lady's been waiting her whole life to see something like this and it's a farce it's a complete fantasy it's, it's not so, even it's hilarious too because it goes from Bush who's like some oil Texas tycoon and then America knows, yeah. <laughs> then America does what like a black like proper a proper yeah, yeah. black uh, guy he speaks so <laughs> and then well. now what trump like a well. an old fucking business like billionaire yeah. guy well like, he's gonna save the economy it's because like he's gonna save the it's economy flip-flopping well, all the time yeah. <laughs> how, well, how many times does it have to flip-flop before people understand that the president of the it's United a huge is, flip-flop and it's the only so, like the and, and in the last three presidents they can the rich continue to get rich the middle class erodes and, and the so, president was still changing. And, and every every time a president comes in, they drop more bombs per hour. Yeah, so that's what they do. Just keep Bush doing dropped it. one every fifty two minutes. Obama ran dropped so many bombs in two thousand fifteen. They literally ran out of bombs. That's he drops a bomb every thirty six minutes. And Trump is the best, of course, at it because he's tremendous. He drops one every twelve minutes. Well, that's because the president's not the one actually dropping the ball. Well, of course, someone and behind the him, it's, yeah. they've, and they've right, been right, there throughout the whole yeah. time, and the president's just like coming it's in and getting. Yeah, they're yeah. the they're the ones getting the time frames. It's like, all right, this, this guy's dropping bombs every twelve minutes. <laughs> and why we've been in control, you know, the last thirty years, but that, they're dropping. But wait a bombs. minute, you got a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, right? I did get it. Well, me too. How and, about you? You got one? No, oh, thank God. No, I said I don't want it. Yeah, you didn't get it. <laughs> And then, I was gonna say, there's no way. Yeah, go so on the IRS. On, you, know, you go on the IRS. They have on, like a they have a sign out sheet on the I'm IRS. Oh, I don't want it. I'll spend it on things that I probably shouldn't. Spend. I bought an iPad. I'm I remember. I remember that. I, think I bought I, an iPad. I think I bought. I don't even know. 
I think I put it towards the car I bought. But that's funny, though, because we all know it. We all secretly understand the fact that, in reality, there's this edifice that exists underneath, like, the government that we see that it's like, we don't even care who the president is. We're at... We're... We're engaged somewhere in the world. We don't care who this guy is who's in the White House. We're doing what we're doing over here. We're not going to stop for any president. I it's not going to happen. Because I, they actually run that. They run the military. Well, it's funny because so, it's like, what do you think a president can do with four years when, what, judges serve their whole life, right? They, that, until they so die. Like, yeah, so come on. We got a president for who, four who, years versus this Supreme Justice has, that's who been has the there power? for 30 years. Senate and Congress that... Those people don't leave till they either get voted out or they die, or the president for four years. Right. So who has the power? Or who has the power? The people who have the guns and the bombs, and they say, yeah. "Hey, uh, you guys are going to listen to what we say because we'll send somebody to your house." You notice that they didn't tell you on the news <laughs> that they just passed a eight hundred billion dollar defense bill two weeks ago. I didn't see that. No. Wow. Yeah. So we can print money like that for freaking. For military, but heaven forbid, eight hundred billion. Eight hundred billion. Yeah. For to, for one year. It's gonna be yeah. Some dead yeah. people with eight hundred billion. There's gonna be a lot of bombs <laughs> dropped. Like, just Biden's it, gonna though. out top the. But <laughs> do you Biden's notice, gonna be the most. We must go to the caves. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna drop one. They're gonna set a new record. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what they keep doing. This is <laughs> that's what they keep doing, right? This so is, I mean, but, it's. But this is the. There was somebody I was listening to earlier, and she was saying, she said, this is the outgrowth of the reality of the fact that we've never come to grips with um, our, uh, the effects of uh, America establishing itself on the blood and of other people. This is the outgrowth. Because those same people who were in charge then got progressively powerful families and things like that. Next thing you know, it's 2020. These people don't only just have access to bombs and stuff like they're they got biological weaponry yep. and, and things like that. There's uh, they have all of these things and it's like we're still we're like but it's these presidents. These presidents just messing it up. <laughs> They're scapegoats. Right. That's exactly what they are. They're scapegoats. They're like, well, this happened underneath this person's watch. Uh, they killed this many people and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, I'll take the blame. But the reality of it is is that there's this entire infrastructure that uh, is causing massive amounts of death um, all around the world. And I'm not just going to put it on one government. It's an entire... It's it's a civilizational. Well, you gotta right. think about our government too, because we came from Britain, which was, you know, a conquering empire. You know, reach you out as far as Britain. you can go. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. That's, that's, that's kind of fucked up. But, <laughs> I didn't come from Britain. I'm German, but you, okay. You, you came from Germany and Britain. Uh, no, no, I mean no, America no, no, in general. America in general, and just the nation, like you were talking about, right? this nation that we don't define, it defines itself. That's the truth. So, and we came from Britain, which was a conquering empire, and we came here and we fought off the Britons, and then we were still fighting uh, Native Americans um, during our Civil War, because we still fought, we had our Civil War, and we were still, we still fought the Comanches out all from Texas up to... Uh, the South Dakotas, and then 
West, you know, during our we're manifest destiny. So after the Civil War, we were still fighting the Comanches up until the 1880s, <clears throat> um, which is when we established the last, uh, you know, reservations. But we already had people in California for the gold rush during that. So we were just like from call down from the Dakotas, they were going up over anyway, either way, this country's n- known nothing but war since its we've inception. Been, it's 242 years old and we've been at war 237 years. Old. Exactly. So five years, five years. There's been peace <laughs> five. I always think about what does that do to a people who have, who have never really known peacetime. Like, peacetime is like, all right, we don't got to worry. People like that fucking pass $800 billion fucking defense budget. That's that's exactly what happens. Why do you think that we're having this conversation? Obviously, we're aware of what's going on. But why do you think other people just, like, go about their business and never have these conversations? It's like I said earlier, cognitive dissonance. Absolutely. If it's, it's too, if it doesn't fit into their paradigm or their narrative, then it's a lot easier to just ignore it. But you're, but like yeah, these exactly. people are literally okay with, like right now in the time we do this podcast, let's say it's two hours, so ten bombs will be dropped in those two hours on some person in the middle of some desert or some hospital, and children and. Wives and and fathers will die. Yeah. I'm like, 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 and you just are like, nah. I gotta go to the grocery store. You yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like, like it, it, it just that's the most subtle form of mind control mechanism. that exists. It's a survival mechanism well, it's, too. It, it They're is, using and that's true. It's psychological, uh-huh. and it's their survival mechanism, and they've discovered that through marketing, which I think we were talking before we started recording, but through their marketing, they've studied the psychological response and it's our survival mechanism. You know, the way they use propaganda. Yeah. And you know what? I always found hilarious and I didn't find it hilarious until like my mid twenties when I really realized, but back in fifth, fourth grade, I remember them teaching me about propaganda and that whole time they were teaching me propaganda alongside it. Right. And it's like they'll teach you about propaganda when they start teaching you about Nazis and Nazi Germany. That's when they start teaching you about propaganda. And then also the whole time it's all propaganda. <laughs> so, it's I mean, a, it, it's, I they're think smart at what they do, especially in public they're schooling. They're genius. Yeah. The, yeah. All of this is genius. Absolutely. And there's, there's, so many, there's so many steps ahead of the people. That they do stuff, and then the people are like, well, this is real, and I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> you know, like, they don't understand that some social engineer was sitting, they were meeting 40 years ago, and they're like, and, you know, then, you know. People who control this world have long-term goals. They don't think in terms of like, well, let's do that next year. They're, they're not like, thinking about oh, tomorrow. do that thing that they said 50 years right. ago that we've been on a course to do, and then we're going to execute it. Yeah. And... I think really what we're watching right now is we're watching the power grab. We're watching um, something that's been planned for 50 plus years. Did you ever hear of Agenda 20? Was that 2021 or something like that? We're watching money. We're watching the rich people shake hands with money right now. I feel like the whole America is going to be out of debt in the next 10 years. What was it? It was nine trillion before COVID. So whatever debt we're in I think the reason they're printing, and they're just printing, printing, first off, for that $1,200 check you got, they gave $4.5 trillion to the billionaires. So, okay, you got $1,200. Yay. 
trillionaires got trillions. Well, I got an iPad. Well, the trillionaire, yeah. the trillionaires got. I got my cars in now front. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> I think there's gonna be when they, when they do the digital dollar, there's gonna be instead of a bailout, there's gonna be a bail in. So okay. the difference, the, the, you know what the difference like is? No. The bailout is when they take our tax money from the future, her tax money, and make her pay in the future 70% tax rate or some bullshit like that to pay for all this shit that's going on now, 20 years from now. And then the bail-in is they just go into your bank account and take your money and pay for the government debt. You need, you, you got to listen to the last higher side chats. There Which was one's this, the last one? It, it was... um. I was it with that lady? Yeah. Well, there was two ladies. Uh, the the one um, I'm actually going to get into that. That her name was um, <coughs> McTaggart. Forget her, but she was uh, she uh, she was into uh, intentional healing through group group uh, group prayer. Well, it's, it's, prayer. It's, prayer. It's, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said prayer, but yeah, group it's more it's intentional point. thought. It's, well, that's what prayer yeah, is. Which Most people is. don't know what prayer is, but. Yeah, yeah, but she, you know, they're they're really trying to like intensely like she, caught, what heal, she, they, she saw some uh, she saw the, healing the power of eight yeah yeah the power of eight you get eight people to focus on one healing intention whatever that is whether someone with a disease or even someone needing a specific job or whatever yeah. you get eight people in your prayer I like the I like to use the word prayer because I don't have dog, dogmatic views with it okay. But I can see how that word could be a bad word to use for a lot of people. Prayer. But yeah, prayer. Because to me, <laughs> yeah, prayer means true. I've never been a good prayer. Because me neither. Prayer is just like you got meditation, which is like no thought. But then you got prayer, which is everything on one thought. And a lot of people look at prayer as like saying, "Hey God, please do this thing. I wish you to do it." And to me, prayer is more like this is my intention, and I'm gonna focus on that for five minutes and I'm not asking for help and I'm not making a wish. I'm just putting all pure intention on this one thought, this one point. And that's good prayer to me. I'm going to lead groups like that. I was talking to I, I like that idea. I, I want to I lead groups in, uh, you know, I when I first started doing like, because I'm I, like a first level like with Reiki. But it, it's like, I don't know, like I... I, I I think I'm weird. Like I, I, I don't like. It's not that I don't like touching people, but it's just like well, you don't I think, touch people with Reiki. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you don't you know like not I mean? touching people. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I <laughs> it's just like don't I'm like gonna touch idea. you, but I'm not gonna yeah, touch you. Yeah, it's like. Um, so I think something like that. I think is probably more suited for me. Like ultimately, like I, I, I feel like I'm like a healer by nature. So it's like. Uh, when I, you know, she was saying some pretty interesting stuff. She said like there was a guy who was supposed to get a, his leg amputated because cancer had spread, and they had put intentional thought on it. And when they went in, all the of doctor the, was wrong. When they went, when they went in, the doctor was wrong, and he actually didn't need surgery. Well, yeah, like so the, the doctor the told cancer, him he needed some surgery because of his cancer, and then he went to these power of eight intention healing things, and eight people sat down and just gave the intention of him not needing surgery and he went back to the doctor and the doctor was pretty much like excuse me I'm sorry but I was wrong earlier you don't need surgery like it didn't spread like I thought she was saying some wild things she said some shit yeah and and, and consciousness consciousness is like like she said 
people have this idea that in this fourth industrial revolution, that's another time, uh, another term for this time, what we're entering, the fourth industrial revolution. She, uh, they say a lot about us needing to merge our identities with um, artificial intelligence and things. And she was saying that's crazy because we haven't. That really, scares me. She said we haven't even cracked the surface about like our ability to manipulate consciousness and what it's and what that is. Like we're, and if you think about it, you look at the world. It's like we're really not people who would be thinking about things like that. Like we're like very much on like these schedules. We we're not thinking about stuff like that, and for our civilization. We we live in a civilization that destroyed people who had thoughts like that, you know, who saw so little value in those people that they killed them and put them in reservations and things like that. So now we as a civilization, if we're going to actually survive, which I really don't think is going to happen, I think that all of this stuff is going to fall apart at some point in time. But if we're going to do it, we'd have to get in touch with that aspect um, and well, that's what I'm trying know. to say with dreams to begin with, anyway. Because what is a dream besides your own sandbox for instant manifestation once you start lucid dreaming and dreaming consciously? Because the moment you wake up in a dream, you can have instant manifestation. And I think if we're going to evolve and continue and exist as a society or a culture, that's kind of our next step. Like, we're already doing it with technology and yeah. we're quantum computing and we're getting these like instant like results these in the instant information on whatever you ask like we're getting to the point of being able to read futures with google or whatever and the mass information they have and once yeah. they have quantum computing and these these quicker processes and algorithms and computing power in general just they're going to have that they're going to type something in and they're going to have all of the results of everything that could possibly happen even though it hasn't happened well, but and that's that like, what i look um, at like with dreaming and lucid dreaming there's this guy I listen to, and I've been listening to him for years. His name is Cliff High, and he does predictive linguistics. Where he tries to predict what you're about to say? No, 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 no. He predicts, like, he gathers info. Like, he does this weird thing. I don't even, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, basically, he has a computer, and the computer goes out and scrapes the internet. And then it collects everybody's thoughts. And then he uses that to predict what's going to happen. Right. So it's like, uh, so, and he's like, he's said, hey, we, I've been trying, you know, he's, he's kind of one person that kind of got me into Bitcoin. He's one of many, but he's one main. And, um, but he's predicted things that have happened using this. Like he predicted a disease which was i mean really if you look at the predicting a disease to take over the world you know to like control like you know to happen it's not that hard no you know they knew I mean? it they've known it was something like this whether this was manufactured or not right. they knew it was coming right. for a while but based off of yellow fever and just other information we already he's have he's like listen there's like you know the government has like a thousand of me Right, and their whole job is just to through think. to think out of the box and to think into the future and like use some kind of like technology of what you're talking about and and figure out what's going to happen fifty years from now. Philip K. Dick, the sci-fi author, he called that a precog, 
That's what. That's what. If you ever seen Minority Report, yeah, but yeah. I was just gonna that's say pre, that's, that's Minority precognition. And that technology it's, exists today. Absolutely, it stuff exists. This, and it uses Google stuff too. It's like Google read, has every, the power of knowing what people are searching. Because oh, I just saw it data. online with the they're calling it the Netflix effect. Which back when I was a kid, they started calling this the Google effect. And the Google effect is um, I remember when I was in like first getting in high school, they were talking about this. The Google effect is before we had the internet, we didn't have access. Before we had the had the internet, especially with smartphones and stuff, we didn't have, you know, you had to look up in an encyclopedia. Right. If you wanted to know something, you had to go find a book and then look it up. And since we started getting access to information quicker, they call it the Google effect because rather than actually retaining information, humans started retaining where the, the information, information was is. held. Yeah. And so instead of actually holding the information, they would just yeah. go to the information quicker. And now they have the Netflix effect where whatever gets put out on Netflix, what's that oh, new one they just released? A, a I social think it's a, Dilemma. No, well, but that's good. But no, the new um, the Queen's Gambit just came out on Netflix. Oh, my wife, my wife watches that. <clears throat> yeah, they just came out with that. Uh, and, I don't um, watch it. It's, it's just this chick, I believe. I just saw the She trailer. plays chess, right? She plays chess and she... She's really good at chess, and right. it's like the story about this younger lady that's really good at chess. But um, search for how to play chess went up two hundred thirty six percent on oh, Google. Yeah. Search for well, chess boards on Amazon went up it's not, all within a week of this starting to air on it's Netflix. All a game. Yeah. But if you well, look it's at all, it's all a game of manipulating people, like we were saying. It's social, yeah. It's, it's social engineering, it's social and engineering. that's what. Just that look at the searches of Bitcoin. You can watch it. As the prices go, the searches change. Well, that bubble, during that bubble a couple right. years ago, that, yeah. So I guarantee you right now, there's the highest amount of people searching Bitcoin right now. I because now they're talking about it because it hit 23,000. Right. So now, like, I mean, I don't know. I believe that that's going to be part of the transfer of wealth that we're talking about. Is that whole, that the companies are going to get digitized. And that's what's happening. If you look at, there's a bunch of like uh, Walmart has this one is working with this one cryptocurrency called VeChain. Basically, what they do, VeChain, they use the blockchain to track where every single thing goes. Well, that's what blockchain right. does. To begin but with. this one specifically does it. It like literally tracks it like as it leaves wherever i mean it gets to a house so like if so you now, come, if i go in and buy something then it that right. algorithm will automatically track where my so now, bank, where my dollar came so from so now and where it's will going. went and bought like a gallon of milk now right. it tracks what will bought but does it also track backwards to what he had where that dollar came from to him to begin with it's, it's possible that's what i think that's what you're that's what yeah. it would be right cuz not only does it continue to track where it's right. going but it could also just so now reach all back that data and, yeah now they take so you mined you mined the currency originally gave it to me for something yeah. i went and bought milk right that person gave that money to will the second will spends it they track it all the way back to the miner so imagine how much that's worth that's all data yeah so it's like you go on to ebay and you put in whatever you put in coilovers for my car so now as soon as i go into google what pops up i may looking for something else well you know what pops up Coilovers from you know what I mean? Like that data is worth so much money 
and we don't own that. We don't own our own data. I mean, Google owns do, it, but well, depending depending on where you use that data, like if you, if I use it on my Samsung Galaxy right. Ten, they own the data. <laughs> Samsung owns the data. If I, you I use DuckDuckGo. Well, even be, even if I use it on my phone, uh, Samsung still owns the stuff. data. That's Republican talk. What Duck, 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 Go? That's Republican. Well, I'm done talk. with Duck, Duck, Go. I moved. <laughs> I moved on to Brave. I've never Bra- heard of Brave. What's that? What's that? Brave is a crypto. Is a is a blockchain. internet blo- blockchain. It's called Br- Brave, and it like sh- it will you know supposedly block all that stuff, and and you get paid in back token. Nice. So like you get paid to search. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now you're getting paid to use you're getting paid for the data that you're they're receiving at least. Well, have you heard of Lumia? Lumia? Lumia, it's um <clears throat> they're creating a blockchain with it too, but it's also wearable microchips. Oh, so gosh. right now they're mostly <laughs> Well, they have a couple different things where you can put their microchip in different textiles, and then you could kind of use it to touch it and stuff, uh-huh. which they're they're working towards with that kind of tech. But right now, they're using it mostly for like it's a foldable microchip, and they're sticking it in like shoes to oh. warm them and clothing, and it'll record data through different sensors. Like, and they're doing it with a oh, I can't, Patagonia. Which is, do you know Patagonia, no. the, the clothing wear? Yeah, Patagonia's great. It's, like, really high quality, like. And it's, um, got, it's got, Listen, I buy the cheapest clothes I can. Yeah, well, this is, this, is high, this is high quality wear for people that are going to be, like, hiking Mount Machu Picchu and shit. Oh, okay. Like, for people that are out gotcha. doing serious, like, outdoor wear. Okay. And so they're going to stick microchips in it. And it'll keep it warm, you know. And it'll also give it a battery pack so you can charge your phones and your jackets. But also, it records through sensors information about like your body temperature. And yeah, stuff like and that. when you're wearing the clothing, and you know what the temperature is like when you're wearing it. But rather than just them having you connected to some weird account or yeah. whatever, where it sells that off, it collects all that data, and it uses blockchain, and then you have that data. And yeah. then you decide whether you want to right. sell that to Patagonia or to well, this company cool. or that company. But there's another yeah. one. It's called Pillar. That's doing. It's not. It's not like that. What's it called? It's called Pillar. Pillar. And they like, they're taking your information that's online, like your all your medical information, all your whatever that kind of stuff, and they're collecting that. And then you, same thing. You get to sell it as opposed to somebody else selling right. it to the pharmaceutical company. I like that, and I think that's the future because that's yeah. going to be a lot of information that, right. lot, like, just but an extra see, income that people. You think it'll actually work? Because you think you'll get actually make money off that? See, my thing is like I don't think we'll ever get to see it. Well, done it, for that. it would be worthless for us individually. Like, yeah, like the data you get from your Lumia sportswear, like the company's yeah, going to pay. Forty cents for after two years of wearing it, you know, <laughs> right. for your specific dad, it's not gonna be worth much. But I think like pharmaceutical companies. Well, I think it's important that they're even trying it, and there's right. companies out there that are like, yeah, this belongs to us, so let's have a model where the user gets the data. Is it possible that all of the things that the technologies and the things that people introduce in society are? Somehow, like, kind of like the the predatory class, they're just kind of siphoning off of it. Like, they're like people will bring something, let's say somebody bring, you know, when they brought the blockchain in and stuff like that. 
who's to say, okay, now that exists in the world. Now they're like, okay, how can we flip it and make it and bend it to to our for, for our use? Oh, 100%. I think that that's just it's just perpetually happening. Well, who and, was saying about the I mean, the that's FBI what the digital whoever, having the people that just think out that yeah. pre-think. So does every corporation, right. every major yeah. corporation. They also just have a think tank is what right. they or yeah, think tank. Yeah. yeah. People are just like, well, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And it's like everything is for their advantage. Yeah. Right. You know? I mean, and that's why They're I just think... trying to leg up and they, the people with the most resources, it doesn't even matter. And to, even to talk about the blockchain is funny because who created Bitcoin? They don't know. Yeah. Someone dropped Bitcoin and was well, like, I mean, here's a world changing... Sataki, here's a, whatever. Yeah. That I can't pronounce his just name. The, uh, the entire concept could have been the beginnings of the implementation of uh a world digital currency that what? people were like this is grassroots <laughs> this right it could have been the government being <laughs> like we're gonna run shit with this but we see, can't let them know that we dropped this or it could have honestly been some genius hacker or a group of hackers you could have can't see like they're both can be greatness in bitcoin but there can be pure evil well, and like that goes true. That like goes true for anything know, that can like, anything that can change the world. To a, uh, that's, uh, it can either change it for that's, the better or worse. A government that's trying to control everything. You know, I mean, the digital dollar is an easy way to do it. I agree. You know, what I mean, like you go, like I go to a flea market. I no longer get just to collect cash for the stuff I sell. Now I got to use the digital dollar. Guess what? They get the well tax anything out. that can be tracked, right? And they, they get that's Bitcoin taxes. Out, and people were kind of like, "Oh, this is gonna what's the word?" It's going to free humanity. Yeah, it's going to be the people's that, money. That specific yeah, word. It had that concept. Yeah. I remember that. But either way, yeah, no, it's just for tracking. But you know? It's just for tracking. It's just for tracking. All this you can't track my dollar bill. Yeah. No, that's yeah, what I mean. You, you can't you, track you, my yeah. dollar bill. How many, you know, they how, the, what they do is they demonize it. They bring it out. They it's act like, oh, like it's well, for now the people. It's like, now you're doing something illegal because right. you have cash. Because on you know, you. remember what they Why said? Why do you have cash on when you? When people were using, they were buying drugs on the dark yeah. web with or, Bitcoin. That's what it first came out as. That's right, what they were right. using it for. Or, or uh, whores. Even, <laughs> or whores. Yeah, you're even either though, buying a whore or you can you're look buying. up right now and find 100 articles about banks. Um, literally committing fraud and k- taking money in from drug cartels, f- taking cash in, you know, but they don't talk about that and getting fined, you know, doing money laundering and all these things. The biggest banks in the country that got well, busted for that. I don't know. You have Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Do you use Coinbase? And that's, they're terrible. Do did you, were see, you around in there's like one, see, that's the thing. On Coinbase there's one way in that, uh, and one way issue? out. Yeah. And they, um, what they did was they it was a financial issue back in like 2017 where Coinbase whatever you had spent on them in the last six months which back then for me was like over three grand in the last six months they had recharged you for all that I didn't have that problem oh I had that problem they charged my bank three grand out of nowhere yeah I remember that I remember that yeah yeah and it was really hard to get that money back and that was a weird thing with uh, it, it wasn't that hard honestly well, it, I, it I know a, a lot bitch. of people that have problems. It was a bitch. But, I mean, for me, I went to my bank and I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Look at look at my history. This doesn't make sense. Give me my money back. Yeah. And it took a couple weeks. I was out. I couldn't yeah. even. I had to go. Actually, I don't use that bank anymore. It used to be Metro. Now it's like First National Bank or whatever. Yeah, they get sold. But I had to go open another bank account in that time frame just to pay my bills 
because I couldn't deposit my checks in my own bank account because they would have taken it immediately it was, yeah. for my debt. Right. And those guys couldn't do anything about it, even though they knew See, what was going on. It's kind of a, it's bittersweet, right? So that goes on. You want the protection of that. Right. But yet, I can't. I have three bank accounts. I have two right now. I still have that first national. BBT, but. I used to be able to buy Bitcoin for not not allowed to do it anymore. So I have money, my money that I earned. I can't use it to, for what I want. Right. I go to Well, and I think a lot of it's because of that event I just brought up. That no, event That's what I'm saying. So, so it's, it's kind of bittersweet. Put some weird thing between banks and well, fucking digital currency. That's what it did cuz all of a sudden all the banks had to pay they a bunch of banks that because of that because of Coinbase and it wasn't cuz it wasn't Coinbase's fault. Right. I'm quoting right. that. It wasn't Coinbase's fault. <laughs> he did, he but did the quotes. Uh, but um that's what put the that's what made them sour, you know, and then that's when banks started really stopped messing with digital currencies like Litecoin and Bitcoin and all those. Well, up to about two about a year and a half ago I could buy Bitcoin through my BBT uh, what else do we have? We have uh, a Wells Fargo, and and then they wouldn't let me anymore. So now I go to Effort National Bank, and the only reason I have that account is just to buy Bitcoin. What do you buy it off of? Coinbase? I or? have to. Yeah. There's pretty yeah. much, there's, and that's the thing. There's one alley. There's one spigot, and you can, they can turn that off and turn it on as much as they want. Is this true? Well, yeah, and it's showing how much control they actually have over our own currency. Cause but see, here's the difference. When I start up that machine... I have I have a, a debit card that is it's called BitPay, so now I can take I can start that start that machine up, start mining Bitcoin, and then I can send that right to my BitPay card, and I can spend it. I don't it doesn't even go to the bank. As you can spend it as a U.S. dollar. Yeah, it automatic. As soon as I use it as a debit card, it automatically converts it converts at it that, to the U.S. dollar, whatever the Bitcoin's worth at that time. Exactly that oh, moment. That's insane. Yeah, so now, know. like, I love it because now I'm kind of like my own bank. Right. I have my own printing press. Well, and also you could just take payments with Bitcoin and people will be so quick to do that because people really, people with well, uh, digital currencies, a lot yeah. of people, if they can get a service with a digital currency, right. they'll be all over that. Yeah. Because you can't do that. Right. Well, I mean, you can, but it's, it's really mean, rare. It, it, the problem with Bitcoin, though, too, is if there's a lot of people, see, it's not... I don't think it's ready though either. Like if you just said told the whole world to like I saw this stat though. This is the real problem. In this today, this day day and age, fifty only fifty five percent of the world uses email, knows how to use email. Think about that. How long has email been around? Well that's um that's actually kind of miraculous. But think fifty five percent of the world of the yeah. world's population. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because we got it, mad people in okay. the rainforest. We got mad. People <laughs> I understand that. Islands. I don't think like, they're counting those people, um, dude. Email, in the okay, well, you said to the world population. I just asked uh, you. I, I know, but like, I don't think they're counting fifty five percent of who then, because that's miraculous to me. Because email hasn't been around but thirty years max. You think so, that's miraculous? I, th- I thought it should be much years? higher. No, over fifty percent of the world population. I think it should be higher. I don't I mean, think so. There, I think I think that so goes now, to show. But that goes to show how quick an idea can spread. Because email and even using a computer enough to use email in thirty years, like come on, for the world population, that's miraculous. I think it should be much higher. Why? I, don't do you, know. I, I think I think it's going to get higher quicker. Like thirty years from now. 
Maybe. We're going to have a lot more people using If the world wasn't Coinbase, as impoverished but. as it is in in its entirety, right? Like, like all of India? I think it would, like all like of India? Be even 55% then. of but India like, using email is kind of miraculous in my head right yeah. now. Like, How many so. people don't have access to the internet on a daily basis? I don't know. And that's, what I, that's, the, that's the thought that I had. Because it's like there's probably a lot of people. So... Yeah, I mean, but what it dawned on me with the Bitcoin was like, okay, if only fifty five percent of the world uses, there's no way at any point in the next fifty years is Bitcoin going to be a currency, or be, because you know how hard it is just for trying to explain the Bitcoin to somebody. Like I try to explain to my dad. Well, it's going to get. Use it'll be simplified before it before the be, masses. But are right using. now, yeah, I'm these a, especially especially five years ago. <laughs> Imagine explaining Bitcoin to someone five years ago. Right? Yeah, like that. It's even worse than now. Now I feel like I could even get my daughter to kind of understand it. But once you start using terms like blockchain, that's when you really yeah. start losing people. Well, I explained to my dad like using email. I'm like, listen, yeah. you have an email address, you have a wallet address. Yeah, you're basically sending an email, but it's a currency back and forth. And it's also but always recorded on a ledger. Right. Like, it's like you're at the racehorse tracks right. and someone has mark of every dollar that's passing. Right. Yeah. And like, but if you lose that email address, you will then never get that back. Dude, you, I don't. I have like two or three thousand dollars in cash in my safe. And then I have a 32 digit text code, which has like 20 grand. <laughs> right. You know what I right. mean? And that little text digit the code little, that's yep, in it, that safe yeah. is actually worth more than a, but yeah. you could, if you would rob me, you'd probably want to grab the cash. But if you would grab that text digit thing but and most know people, what to yeah. do with it. Yeah. Right. And know what to do with it. You'd have like, I have access. a safe and it has like, I, I like silver and I have a safe that has directions. Yeah, on what exactly. To do. Like exactly. I literally wrote a whole page because I had to like, you know, something happens to me. For, like, yeah, for I could have and people ten know. years from and now you know, I could I, have oh, millions man. of dollars there's on the actually, blockchain. Yeah, there's actually that um, too, which people have been talking about with Bitcoin and kind of one of the issues with Bitcoin for moving forward is like, yeah, if someone dies, yeah, it's like how much money in Bitcoin already exists in wallets for people that died that can never be accessed again, and that's holding a percentage of the wealth. That's why. Bitcoin will ultimately fail, and we'll move on from Bitcoin. Well, it's not gonna. Well, I Bitcoin don't is because it's capped. I'm pretty sure Bitcoin's capped. It can only become so much, and eventually we're gonna have just so many lost wallets that we're gonna have to move on. Like we're not gonna be able to continue. Well, the using percentage Bitcoin. of actual Bitcoin owned, there's like a very small percentage of people that own the most Bitcoin. Well, yeah, it's not about who owns the most. Right, I understand. It's about that, but like, like 100 there's, years there's from now. There's a lot of Bitcoins. How, how, once you lose access to your wallet, it's right. what you were trying to explain to your dad. Right. Once you lose access to your wallet, that right. Bitcoin's. But what? Yeah, there's yeah, a, there's, no one's there's a lot of Bitcoins that. in dumps right It's now. like people that die and have $2 million in their bed. Yeah. You can go get that $2 million. If you die and you're the only right. one with information in your wallet, that $2 million is forever in your bed. Yeah, but that would no only make it go it. up in, in, in price. Right. And then eventually it's going to be two people own a portion of a Bitcoin 300 years from now. <laughs> and well, those two people own the only two portions I don't know, of Bitcoin 300 years that are accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eventually Bitcoin is going to die. That's what I'm saying. Well, it will be shit here in 300 years. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to be using Bitcoin in 300 years. That's for sure. It's, it's, it's going to be a wasteland. That's yeah. not true. No, so now you're going back to Armageddon. Now you're going back to Armageddon. It's all going to end eventually. These are just jokes. 
Well, I mean, you know. I mean, but it doesn't. <laughs> At some point in time. Well, it just depends not what like, you're talking about. It'll it just in, changes. It'll end in the sense that it's... Uh, it'll end in the sense that it'll transform into something else. Right. You know, and that's that's really. I mean, when you look at civilization, that's really just, that's, that's just the what's cycle. happening every day. It's yeah. ending every day. It's, yeah. it's always happening. It's the process that we we don't like to um, see that process in ourselves, so we ignore that process when we see it outside of us. Like we're just like, oh well, yeah, I guess. Uh, well. Yeah, that 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 bridge is kind of falling apart, you know. But you keep driving over it. So. I, <laughs> I usually don't drive you keep driving over, over falling apart with bridges. The whole infra- <laughs> with the whole infrastructure, like this is like huge infrastructural problems. There's, uh, I heard somebody say this, that two thirds of like the bridges in America, like are not, are like past, like not good. Like, yeah, they're just that's the truth. Like they're just like the infrastructure is kind of. Because we're kind of designed on a, we're not, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like you could go back to Rome and it's like their, their roads are still solid. Yeah. But we're also driving on our roads. They yeah. walked on the roads and had catapults Cars and some and types stuff, of, yeah. some, you know, chariots back then too. But <laughs> now we're driving vehicles, so we have a different style of road, but our road is just like. Yeah, but if you go to China and you look at. Like if you compare China's airport, like I, you hear it all the time. Now, obviously, I haven't, tra- I haven't personally traveled to China, but when I listen to people talk on different podcasts and stuff, and they talk about traveling to China, like their airport is so far more advanced than our airport, it makes it look like, you know, just uh, it looks like it's a wet, you know, from the Western time, you know, when they were shooting guns and at, at you know noon yeah. and shit, you know, well, it's like it's, we build kind of we build wars. Yeah, we don't build air, do air. We don't build to last. We no. build if it's it al- if it lasts in my lifetime, and I'm the engineer, and it lasts my lifetime, it's a good. It's, it's a almost good like it's a good design. It's almost like they started in, America, in China. They're like, yeah. Oh, my great grandfather, grandson. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to use this airport. Yeah, but but it's almost like I look at it as that almost even, like I'm sorry that didn't even make sense. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? That doesn't make sense. My great grandfather's grandson. So that's like my dad. Yeah, that's my dad, right? My great grandfather's grandson. I tried to. I was trying to. Right. My grandson's grandson is what I was thinking. I'm sorry. But no, that's the truth. I said that and didn't even think about it. It's almost like at the beginning of this country, they said, "Like, listen, we're going to make this last 250 years," and like, and they were just like. And everybody, know, like certain group of people, know that, and we're getting to that end of that two hundred fifty years, and they're like, we're not spending money on infrastructure. It's going to end in eight years. Like yeah. Flint, you know what I mean? Flint's like, a good yeah, we're not example gonna, of that. Yeah. Oh, we're not our, spend uh, money on that. Water, our water pipes are leaching lead. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. Yeah, all right. That's to them, not to us. Yeah, we don't have to drink it. They, what, I think they were some of the per- first people to get the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. What? And, and people in Flint, that's what somebody told me. I didn't see that. You see, the, you see what happened to the nurse today? Oh, who fainted and stuff. Yeah, you know. she's like, oh, I just got the vaccine ten minutes ago, and then all of a sudden she hits her. She like she, she like starts pointing at her head. She's like, I feel dizzy, and then she just collapses. They, and they I were, don't believe that. They were like, they were like, this happens, this happens. I mean, I believe that happens, but it seems like a fake recording. But I think the reality of it is, is that who records themselves and is just like, no, oh, no, she no, was at no, a press no, conference. This is a press conference. This she was like, at a press conference. Like, she's a, a nurse. Okay. This is a, like, yeah, yeah. a selfie, like. 
no. Yeah, no. I just that's took what. My, that's what I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Took my COVID yeah. vaccine. No, no. She was a nurse at a hospital saying how oh we just took the vaccines and it was like ten minutes earlier and then like it went downhill literally from there. She ended Live? up collapsing at the end. Yeah. 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 She she fell out, but. To me, like, that's not even, like, that's nothing. The reality of it is is that you haven't done any long-term studies on what's going to happen to a person in 20 years, even. And it's like what I said earlier with Moderna doing RNA gene editing. Like, they're not doing vaccinations. They're doing gene editing. They're trying to change your RNA. That's sci-fi shit right there. You're trying to make some other, like... That's like turning your kid's... Brown eyes blue. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing there? Exactly. I've heard it on numerous occasions. Different doctors say that they feared for the ability to pe- for people to reproduce <laughs> after a couple generations, possibly after this, because of the fact that it's like altering your genetics. And I've heard that from more than one doctor. And I'm not saying that like that has to be true, but it's like that's like. That's a concern of theirs? Like, that's a concern that they, they think that, oh, man, like, people might not even be able to have kids. Well, they were talking about like, this back in the 1600s, and I can't exactly remember the guy's name, but in Britain, <clears throat> back in, you know, like, Henry Eighth, right? I think it's like the 1600s. There was this one guy, and he wrote this story about, which is insane to think that it was 400 years ago. But the guy is writing about how the wealthy class wants to genetically create a separate class of humans for the slave class. Mm. And he's like the 1600s and he was talking about it through their food. And another funny thing to think about that is, is like back then the rich used to be fat and the poor used to be skinny and like fragile. Now like. The rich are skinny like, and healthy, like, yeah, yeah. and the poor class is fat, yeah, and they're eating yeah, all the yeah, bad yeah, foods. Yeah, yeah. And now we got this vaccine coming too, which is going to change RNA. And they've been talking about this for years. I can remember it since I was like in my early twenties. Um, that yeah, like people being able to reproduce, but I think people will be able to reproduce in the future, but like with smaller IQs. Yeah, and they're, gonna... they're kind of trying to create a subclass sure. of humans where it's like all of a sudden, oh, those are the RNA deficient class, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. They're like, like, listen, I, I, I want to. I'm going to go over to the nurse. I'm going to get a little LeBron. I'm going to get a little Einstein, and then I'm going <laughs> to, you know, go over to the baby doctor, and we're going to, you know, do a little business. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a LeBron Einstein running around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing about it. It's like. Um, when you look at like even like Sumeria and like the kinds of things that they said, like and their whole idea was like that you know uh, people were pretty much this genetic slave of the aliens that came here and stuff like that. Um, there's always somebody who wants to. I don't know. There's always somebody who wants to set themselves apart from another group of people in order to tell that people that they are beneath them and that they should do the well, work. Well, that's how slavery works. It's just that's the how entire works. concept. Is that everything here is built on this uh, this enslavement model, which 
as long as, regardless of the civilization, if your civilization runs on an enslavement model, it will not, it, not only will it not last, it won't even be, like, yeah. good. Like, it won't even be, like, good at, like, life. Like, it'll just be, like... Based off which models? Well, I mean, like, if which you... Which models are you basing it off of? I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, like, if you look at, which like... societies or cultures If you look at about? Rome, right? If right. you look at Rome, when I mean, you say, you know, at, at some point in time, you know, they became very uh, uh, militaristic and militaristic tendencies seem well, to conquerors yeah when you're a conqueror you have an enslavement mentality well you, you need to because otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to justify you your military action you would which is what we're in now too which is what we're in now we're in the outgrowth well, of, we're a greco-roman empire oh which absolutely just means we we're very rome is our foundation this is this is yeah. even though Rome fell, like our, you know, we're based off Roman morals and ethics because we're a conquering nation. And then it even goes back further because it's like when you hear like if you listen to like reggae music and they're always like they're always talking about Babylon, and they don't talk about Babylon from the sense of like. Uh, what used to exist, like the like the uh, empire, like the Babylonians, they're looking at Babylon as a state of mind and a state of being that's... that exists in different cultures, and they're like, "That's Babylon." Like they look at America, and you know, that's Babylon. That's you like know, something that must fail. I feel like a lot in that culture, it's like Babylon's like the failing culture. It's the like, it's when they the... bring up Babylon, they're talking about. Yeah, the like a spiritually devoid culture that is just uh, usually uh, has no regard for life and like it well has regard for their life, elite life in yeah, their mind, their but not for the the lives of it doesn't look at life as generally important. It's like we we're here to subdue life, you know, and that's. You know, we we live in something like that now, and because of that, you know, it's it's I don't know. It, I don't like to be like I guess they call that now like black pill. You know, they say it's black pill, and just like it's all messed up and it's all gonna just die. Say what was the, I mean? I never heard of the. I haven't heard this black pill. I've thing. heard. I, it, I heard, heard this. Either. I heard this lately. Um, what was I listening to? <clears throat> Sam Tripoli. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I was listening to Tenfold Hat, and he was talking about this black pill concept of the person who's just like, it's all death and destruction from here, and everything is gonna die and fall apart. It's like I don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, I also like I have to understand that what's happening to me has a civilizational, um, there's a civilizational understanding to it. Is there's people who have a lot of political understandings of it. You know, they're like, well, of course, you know, it's the, the, the liberals that are over there and they're messing everything up. Or it's them them Republicans and they hate everybody and they don't like life. And you know, it's all of that. And those are these political standpoints. But the reality of it is, is that all civilizations have their various politics. They all have these these various politics, and the politics are just never really enough. 
Because the politics are flawed. They're flawed because they're created by the people. And the people, uh, they have their own kind of uh, greed and uh, selfishness. And that makes its way into the policies. And that's why I think we see such a repeat all the time. it's, It's why I think people... Like, people used to think, like, prophets were, like, these mystical people. And I don't really even think that. I think prophets were people who just paid attention. Like, they were probably deep historians. Well, I would think they are like that because that's what mystical is. is kind of people that pay attention to the specific kind of attention. So that that is what mystic is. That's true. I feel like a prophet, they kind of, like, they're they're like defining the mystic. Yeah, because that's what mystic has to be is, is, like, like we were saying earlier with people that follow linear pathways of understanding and, and just put timeline in like order and second TikTok, you know? And then, so what a mystic is, is the prophet. It's the person that's able to look past this, like this linear pathway and they're able to be like, Oh, well, you know what's coming, but that, you know, so I don't know. No, no, that's a good point though, because it's like the mystical experience is it's anything not, really that's not linear? Because really anything that a linear person would be able to analyze, anything outside of that that makes that will eventually make sense within <clears> their <throat> linear pathway of thinking, mm-hmm. that's what mystical is. That's it's true. just to be able to, and that's what a dream is too. Someone that has a dream of something that occurs, you know, twenty days from now. That would be mystical as shit if I was like, oh, 20 days from now, you know, your wife's going to lose her job, but that's okay because you're going to get promoted. That would be mystical. If I told you that and 20 days from now that happened, you'd be like, oh, so that guy that showed up with those weird cards and pulled a card and said this was happening, that would become mystical. But really all that is is looking outside of the linear path, the main way people are looking at things because it's like the whole saying of we are – you know, a drop in the ocean. Like, it's like, we're not really in a linear thing. We're in kind of a wholeness. Yeah. So yeah. mystical becomes anything to me. A mystical thing is, is just someone that can view outside of this linear pathway. That's so prophets to me a lot. That's why they get registered with mystical because they're not being like today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday, the next day, Sunday. They're just like, who. Wednesdays from now, <laughs> this is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I think what I was kind of, what I meant was sort of like, there's people feel like people can't really, um, people feel like that there has to be this, the people who can do things that everyone else can't. Well, that's and how, that's, that's how you get a priest. Really that's how you get a priest or a prophet. Yeah. It's like, well, that's a lot how you get a priest. Someone that has... You have to go listen to them yeah. to get in touch with God. Because... And it, it it's become so funny because there's people that are like... That believe in Jesus. People people that believe in Jesus but don't believe they can talk to God. Yeah. I find hilarious. Because it's like, okay, this is God's son... But somehow I'm different, so I can't speak to God. And this is a lot why I talk about dreams to begin with anyway, to wrap back around, is because when are you going to talk to God or the Holy Spirit? It's not going to be in a physical dance. I'll tell you that story about the burning bush. That's a story about a dream. 
Yeah, that's some dude vision. went into a dream and he wrote his story about his dream as though it happened to him because back then they didn't divide the two experiences. So this guy was in a dream and he had a story about a burning bush that was speaking as God. And he felt that moment. He felt how holy it was. There was no division. There's no reason to be like, well, since I was dreaming, I might as well ignore it because yeah. that's flights of fancy of a child. Yeah. No, he held value to that experience. A burning bush spoke to him. He recognized it as God and he wrote his story about it. And it ended up in the Bible because it's relative to every human that lives. It's a relative story yeah. that has depth and meaning to our, how we grow. Um, but yeah, so. No, I, I see what you mean. I mean, the only way you could have a priest or a prophet, like you said, is if you can have the distinction between the mundane and the mystical. Because yeah. once you have the distinction between the mundane and the mystical, then someone has to be the mystical, and that's your priest. Yeah. If he everyone thought that they could have mystical experiences and mundane experiences, then you would never have a need for a priest, and no one would ever go to a church to worship because they would recognize that they're always in a constant state of worship. When I, when I talk to my uncle... Um, well, like, you know, I call him my uncle, but that's my godbrother's dad. But when I talked to him about, when he was talking about, he thought December 20th that everything was, <laughs> that that's right. when everything okay. was going to jump off. Uh, the other thing, we like, we, we, we were talking about something else, and he was like, he's like, well, you don't sound like you believe in Jesus Christ. And I was, <laughs> you know, I said something, and I was just, you know. And I, I, I was starting to go off. I'm drinking this same shit. You know what I mean? Like, I was saying a bunch of stuff. He's like, well, you just starting to sound like you. And I said, I don't, not in the way that you think about it, but, you know, I, I regard Jesus the same way I regard, like, Luke Skywalker or somebody. Like, you know, he's like, he's, I, he's yeah, like, a, a powerful I learned, message. He has I learned a, power, lessons a powerful from message him. for me to learn. I learned lessons from him. He's kind of like, uh, you know, I, uh, somewhat of a role model in a sense like because like you know his story and you like uh you see him in his hero's journey and i told him i said i my interpretation of it is, is that jesus was a man who figured out that he was god and i said i feel the same way i feel as though i'm a man who understood that i was god and then he gave me this look he's like fuck I said, look, I'm not trying to say that I'm God outside of uh, other people. Outside of you. I, I'm no I more think, God than you. I think of it in terms that everything, if you're going to call it something God, uh, that's the thing that is, everything is a manifestation of that. There is no, it's it's the, the, the prime situation. It's the thing that uh, is the essential aspect of life that like permeates everything that exists. And he was like, He's like, he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, you know, right, he was like, I, got, I got a question for you. All right. So, okay. How many of you real quick have actually had a lucid dream? I have. You've had a lucid dream. You haven't. Um, it's, I've had dreams where like I. 
you're just very vivid and you realize yeah this would be this would be a question from the audience our first question to the audience audience ever in the history of hunger for knowledge expansive studio you want to you want to step up would you like to step down to the podium here or our platform yes Um, our convention center uh, yeah, I've had dreams of like I. By the way, this is my daughter Rain Tibbins. Yes, hello. <laughs> I do love the name Rain. By the way, Thank I you wanted so to say much. that earlier. Thank you. Um, I've had dreams where in that I'm like making decisions. Like I'm very awake that I know that like when I make this decision, something else is gonna happen in the dream, and like I'm ve- I'm like I think a lot, and I do think about like oh I'm in a dream right now, but these things are still important. But I'm, I don't have any, like, dreams that stick out to me where I'm, like, I'm in a dream. I can just go do whatever I want kind right. of thing like that. There's, um, one of, it's really hard to explain lucid dreams to people. One of the yeah. distinctions I really like, um, because, like, I told my story, story earlier how I'd lost someone and that brought the idea of lucid dreaming really important to my life. All of a sudden, my beliefs had changed, like I said. And then, like, six-plus months of, like, hardcore focus on dreaming and being awake and what the differences are. So, like, to me, lucid dreaming, you're you're lucid dreaming when you wake up in your dream. And not only are you awake to who you are, but you also remember how you went to bed and what position your body's laying in. Mm. And you know in the physical realm that you slept like this with your hands under your head. And you're laying there in the physical realm. And then you're also walking around a, you could call it a virtual environment or whatever you would call it. I don't know. But it's just like the same as playing a PlayStation VR or whatever. You don't have a PlayStation here. But... (laughs) A VR, it's like you realize that you have these goggles on and you exist in this realm, but you're also sensory overloaded and you're in this realm where you're doing a first-person shooter or whatever, you're playing a VR. That's the same as lucid dreaming. You're aware that your body is laying in an exact position and you remember, oh, I kissed my wife goodnight and then laid down and was thinking for 20 minutes before I actually passed out. And now... I'm in this weird warehouse and whatever's happening is happening. So there's to lucid dream can you can be, you can become awake and aware and be like, "Oh, I'm making decisions." Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But also, I'm making decisions. My name's Tommy Wo now. I just kissed my girlfriend goodnight 20 minutes ago and laid down and then I thought about I like to think about superpowers so I could pass out. I thought about ha- having the power to fly. And then I blacked out, and now I'm in this warehouse, and a taxi driver just drove me off, and I didn't even ask his name. So there's a lot of different kinds of ways of viewing it, and there's, um, I think the most basic for most people is once they're they're like, oh, I'm dreaming. I want to fly now. (laughs) Like, And most people just, like, jump up in the air and start flying. And that's cool. And you're aware kind of of your environment. But then to become aware of your life story prior and what's been happening. And then that's when I think lucid dreaming really starts. And that's when you can really start utilizing magic or whatever term you want to use to start getting to know your subconscious or however you would define it. You know, I think 
personally for dreaming, it's not just our brains. I think it's our we're we're stuck in an eclectic mix of the human subconscious. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where we all on that plane, that's why I think you can get more spiritual and religious or whatever term you would want to use kind of experiences because you drop a layer and it, it's actually all of human subconscious because like you were saying earlier when you were looking at that um, child's face it's like your own subconscious did it create it or is it the collective of our species that's creating it and that's why your subconscious didn't need to see a bajillion faces to be able to create a bajillion more it's because we as a collective have done that so we're accessing kind of like our own internet, our own species sub-internet, where everything's stored from every person's eyes that's a human, you know? And maybe even more than that, maybe even the animals too, you know? Maybe we're all just linked in on this, like, sub-neural net. And I think that's a... I think that's kind of what where my, I'm trying to go with my book, is I'm trying to distinct those two separate ideas is right now in Western society, the main thing would be that like when you go to sleep, you go to sleep in your own brain and that's all just you. And I'm trying to say that maybe you actually get linked into our own subspecies net and that's all of our collective information and we can access that through our sleep or through our dreams or whatever. That's so interesting. That's really interesting. It's um, taking me a lot because, like I said, English is hard to speak about with these. And you, we have a term like dream, which can mean so many different things depending on who you're talking to. So, yeah. I think... Um, I think... Our experiences with our dreams and what we think of as dreams, you know, we're... The thing about a language is, is a language is like a limiter. Like, it, it's it's going to put parameters on your uh, paradigm. You know, you, you have... If you see a thing and you don't have a word for it, you're eventually going to come up with some kind of... Uh, you're eventually going to come up with some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know uh, if it's a word, but you're going to figure out how to identify that thing. And as soon as you do that, you put like this limitation. Like, I don't know if you've ever like, I don't know. I remember there was a time in my life where I used to like look at like a fork Right, or anything like that, like a fork or something, and be like, fork. I just look at it like, fork. Like, what is it about this thing that makes this a fork? Like, what, what is that? And what I guess what I was trying to get at was is that we have all of these different things in, in our world that we define, and then when we get into our dreams and things... Very rarely do I see things in my dreams that I can't define. Like, I'll see them from time to time. 
things I I don't really have words or words for that they're transcending words, but it's like it's based on my experience and the paradigm that I live in usually. Sometimes you're in weird places that like like I remember when I was a kid I had this dream that I was made of clay and like I remember I was made of clay and I got on like this carousel. Uh, I was at like some some I don't know some fair or something. I got on this carousel and I remember I got all the way up to the top of the carousel and I fell off the top and like I fell on the grass. I remember and like my leg was made of clay <laughs> and I had like grass sticking out of my leg <laughs> and then like. They were like, you need to go to the doctor. So, like, they took me to see some doctor. And the doctor's like, he's like, son, I think you got a grass disease. And I was just like... A grass disease? Yeah, I was just like, what? Like, he's like, we're going to have to operate. So then they took me in one of those, you know, like, when there's, like, a lot of doctors, like, surrounding you, like, in a circle. And, like, you're in the middle. And, like, they did this, like, this surgery on my grass knee or whatever and like I, I mean I have no clue what it meant but it was different in the sense that I don't know my everyday life to be made of clay you know what I mean like but in this instance it everything like stayed consistent with this idea of it being clay and I, I don't understand it but at the same time it's like uh, I, I don't know like I imagine well, that's a lot with the Cherokee um, kind of origin story with the clay. They felt like they were um, created by, like, God or... I mean, they wouldn't say the yeah. word God, but, you know, their, their creator mover, yeah, yeah. came down and grabbed up, you know, for the Cherokees, it's like the soil. They, Their God scooped down and scooped the soil together, and that's their clay. And even to go with clay, like, you could even relate that just to hydrogen or H2O. And, like, hmm. we very are, are clay-like if you just think of water as clay, you know, which you could. Yeah. It's in a different sense because normally when we say clay, we think of earth and, you know, water and soil makes clay. But <clears throat> water in general is like our clay, and it's like hydrogen's the most dominant atom and because it's the most basic because it's just one electron and one yeah. one proton and one electron and it's basic and if you want to look at what clay is that's what it is and one electron one proton creates hydrogen then you create h2o and then you mix everything to it and you have our whole environment so our whole environment is very clay like in the sense that it's all hydrogen attached to something else I think the thing that I most... Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just blew my mind. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think with with the dream space, it's opening your mind to the Well, you don't need the hydrogen in the dream space. You, yeah. You don't need the hydrogen. It's the, that's what I'm saying. It's like... It gets, it gets so confusing when you talk in English and we could call it the dream space. You know, we could call it a million different things. Yeah. And I'll go right back to what I was saying earlier is I like material and immaterial. Right now we're speaking in the material realm. Mm -hmm. If we would actually speak in the material realm, do you think we would come back to the material realm and I would call you guys and be like, hey, you were in my dream. Oh, I was in your dream. Oh, you, you were in that dream too? Yeah. Like, because the way it happens in the immaterial realm, 
and this is actually more how it happens in the astral realm, which are two separate realms, but they kind of go off the same, we could call it physics. Is it the same framework? Is yeah, the same, fr- I like yeah. framework. So it's like, when you're in the dream realm or the astral realm, it's, and it's not like it in this realm. In this realm, we've already made our agreements. And like I was saying earlier, we're all co-creating this. So we've already made shape agreements. We've already made agreements. So I don't control what I'm looking at. But once I go into a dream and especially into an astral realm, I control exactly what I'm looking at, but I don't control what's actually there. So to you, you're a black guy. If I'm racist in a dream realm, you could be something very scary and you're someone that's cool looking at the other guy. You're you, you don't have an issue with him. So you could see a nice happy guy. But if I'm a racist and like you said, you had to, like you were saying earlier, I don't know if we were recording when you said this earlier, but the way you started talking quiet yeah. is so you wouldn't scare people because you you were afraid that if you came yeah. up and talked to him, and maybe those people weren't even actually scared, yeah, that's the truth but you that's thought the truth. that when you walked up that they might be, yeah. so you started talking quietly. So in an astral realm, he could see you as someone very approachable, but... Yeah. If I was like my grandfather, I might see you as just having a gun right yeah. here. You know what I mean? And very scared. So that's why I think it's a lot different between the material realm and the non-material realm or the dream realm is, well, and especially the astral realm, but is the material realm, we have five people in this room, even though only mainly three of us are speaking. And all five of us are creating this and we got a point right there, a corner. We got four corners. Yep. Four corners in this room and dimensions. And neither of us can change that intentionally on our own because we got these other people in this room and we've all already made agreements. This room's right here. So, but once you go into the dream realm or the astral realm, I could be around other beings like you guys, but we're not all creating it. So I, what I see is dependent on me and what you see is dependent on you and what you see is dependent on you. So even if we all meet up in the immaterial realm, which we could have already had done, but we are all seeing completely separate things and to interact with one another, unless you can, like grab a hold of them and engage them and start making agreements right away and being like, this is what we're in. This is what we're doing. It would just seem ridiculous. So what is a dream character to you? Is it someone that just is in your subconscious? Like when you go into your dreams and you speak to someone else, who are they to you? Who are they? I'm asking this question. Who are they? Who is a person if I was in your dream right now and you were talking to me and you're just like, holy shit, I'm dreaming, who would I be to you? Um, I think it depends on... In your dream. Yeah. If you're sleeping on, and you're like, holy shit, I'm sleeping, I'm it, dreaming, who's this guy I'm speaking to? I think if if I'm more aware of the fact that I'm in a dream, then I'll be like, well, that's an aspect of myself. But if I'm invested in the reality of the dream, if I'm... You know, you know how you get into a dream. You're like, I got a lot of dreams lately where 
like it's like the last week of high school, and I'm like trying to like make sure. I'm talking I about when you know stuff. it's a dream, though. But like, Who am I to you? when I when know, you know it's, it's a dream, dream. I, I think I of it as you could either be um, a, a friend or an adversary in my mind. I think I, I, I could I could work out that oh this person wants to do me wrong, or I could be like oh this person like I it, I can get the same general feeling that I get. Um, amongst people who are, you know, how, how I how I would feel now about the people in the room. But it doesn't matter. Anyone other than you, once you're consciously dreaming, who is that person? You said you've lucid dreamed before. So when you're in a lucid dream and you're speaking to anyone other than yourself, who is that? I mean, in my mind, it would be me. But at the same time, it's like. All right. I have so to now get to back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, to see that. But now, to take the dream a level higher, and to call this a dream right now, who am I to you? Um, another version of you. Who are you? That's what who I. Who are think you? Are you another version of someone else? I are think... you even having the dream right now, or are you the dream character? This is what I'm trying to get to. Because yeah. when I'm in a dream, I could be like, hey, I'm fucking dreaming. And I could look around and everyone around me could be like, excuse my language, you're fucking retarded. Because I'm not a dream character. Yeah. So right now I could tell you I'm not a dream character. I feel very real. I'm pretty sure you could say you're not a dream character. So who's to say that we're not all actually just the same thing when I go into my dream and I talk to someone how do I know I'm not that person in someone else's dream right now I think that that's what a lot of the spiritual I think that's a lot of what um that movie that we talked about uh, Waking Life Waking Life I think that's all Waking Life is trying to say because they have that one scene where he's walking with that guy and he has like the big brain and he's like fading away and he's like oh well i've already understood that i am all everyone do you know what scene i'm talking about yeah. he's like walking with him towards the end and his like brain starts getting bigger and he's like well yeah if you think that just keep thinking that i'm gonna go off and fade away yeah so that's a great movie. and in People. that scene he says yeah well you know the biggest thought is if when i go to bed i create dream characters then when I'm awake, am I someone else's dream character? I think that that's absolutely a possibility. Um, I think that whenever people have been trying to explain um, spiritual concepts, they've always been trying to allude to the idea that there was a greater reality that this reality kind of came out of. And... That it's possible that in the same sense that like when you go to dr go to sleep and you have a dream, you're kind of like the god of that creation. Like you like you were saying earlier, you can change the physics and you can change the agreements because you're you're sort of the resonant frequency. You're the you're the thing that has the ability to change and manipulate what's going on there. Well, and so then we ask ourselves with this reality. Is there something above is there, all yeah, of Is there that, something creating yeah. those laws and boundaries? I think so. Well, because that's... And that's what I'm trying to say. 
Because right now, I feel like I'm separate and individual from everyone in this room. And I have to ask myself when I'm dreaming lucidly, does the person I'm talking to feel the same that I'm feeling with you guys? Because when I talk to them lucidly, when I talk to my dream characters, when I'm lucid dreaming and I'll talk to... I can pull apart any person. And when I talk to them, it feels like I'm talking to someone other than myself. Hmm. Like, it does not feel like I'm talking to myself. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm in my room bored, lonely, being yeah. like, hey, what's up, Tommy? Ha, 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 I'm Tommy. No, it feels like what I'm doing right now with you guys. It, exactly. It feels like yeah. I'm talking to someone that That's has information I that I don't have, and they're talking to me. The so. same way that in that movie, Waking Life, that he's going along all these dreams, and he's talking to these people who, in some don't sense, have Who are imparting information on yeah. him. They're imparting information on him. Do you ever like... And he even says it in there when he's talking to that girl with the crazy red hair and the teeth. When she started changing... Well, yeah, and yeah. she starts changing... Well, it's... They run into each other in the hallway and she's like, Hey, wait a minute. What life is at least... Like if, uh, like if you have like Amazon, like Prime and stuff or that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, not him. Not, you can't have Amazon. I have a copy. Not. I have a copy of it. But you can look it up. You can look it up, yeah. He's done with the it. Amazon. He... Rob, Rob got a thing for Amazon. He's trying to Amazon's he's, stupid. He's I'm down after. with that. They don't pay taxes. Yeah, no. Fuck Benzos, dude. <laughs> when when I look at my paycheck, I got taxes taken out every week, and I think about hmm. So I can make. You know what? I just actually, I just actually hit middle class, which I think is forty thousand, forty thousand two hundred fifty, forty thousand five hundred. But is that really middle class? No, it's not. It's the most. It's bottom class, middle class. <laughs> like, I mean, with the real, the real, real inflation number, that's not middle class. No, and it's right now. It's it's forty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand. There's eighty thousand dollars. That's middle class. Anything forty thousand five hundred to one hundred twenty five thousand. That's middle class right now. I just looked it up because I was interested because yeah. I saw how much I made this past year, which on middle class, technically, I just made $41,000. <laughs> but Right. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's rough. You had what to have it? made less than me. I absolutely did. Yeah. You know, I'm, you I'm a poor person. I don't even... Yeah, I'm you're a, poor. You're not even I'm middle even, class. Bo- not even yo, like... Yo, I'm, I'm bottom class, middle class. <laughs> 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 I'm a poor person. I, d- I wonder what, what it is for two people. The the thing about it is two incomes. Yeah, I it's wonder. still for. It, I mean, then you'd start getting into your kids too, so it would depend. You're dragging me down. Oh, oh no. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It depends on how. It depends on what you call wealth. Because my ten year old daughter cost me a lot of money but is she dragging me down absolutely not if anything well, i'm saying in the wealth factor yeah. if anything not, if in, anything, the, not, not in the love factor yeah. in the bottom line not in the love factor in the wealth factor if we're talking about wealth my daughter economics makes me rich. Yeah. Yeah. if we're talking about money monetary <laughs> no. i lost because of my 10 year old daughter she needs a freaking jacket every winter i'm like i bought this one 10 years ago for myself and she's like dad i grew up i need a new purple sparkle jacket you know and my my kids you know she's like oh what is it oh i don't even like um what's that 
Pony. That's little Pony. My, my she's little like, pony. I don't even like My Little Pony. So my jacket that actually fits me from last year, I need a new one. And could it be Avatar? <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, whatever. <laughs> but as, if we're talking about wealth, she's she adds the wealth sure. to my life. Absolutely. Monetarily, I'm fucked. <laughs> But that's the thing about it. It's like, I, I I, mean, I was just saying to my wife the other day, it's like, here we are, right? And, you know, she gets kind of hung up on, like, numbers and stuff. Me, I'm, like, simple. I'm like, do we have enough money to pay <laughs> bills and stuff? And is anybody starving? Oh, no? Well, we're doing pretty good. Because... <laughs> Because there's people in this world who right. live on trash barges. Right. And they wake up on sleeping on a dirty diaper or you something. You know what? America's fucking like, dropping their trash over there and they're fetching the gold out of our, <laughs> out of our electronics. And Literally. that's straight up. That's straight up. So You can watch a YouTube right. video of people on the sidewalk in some foreign co- third world country melting down silver. From an electronic like, device, from yeah. fucking what? They're, right now, they're probably grabbing up all those Walkmans, those CD player Walkmans, where they can pull out that that little bit of silver right. and maybe a little right bit now of gold. There's somebody on that's which probably melting down so. a computer that has fifty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin on it that was in a dump that got over there. Exactly. That's big crazy. I'm surprised. My no, kids. they're not. Well, would for that, where they're I'm living, saying, they're not crazy. No, no, for no. Us, I'm not right? saying they're crazy. I said, wouldn't that be crazy that like if if the, that was your day to day, like if, if the, that's how you got your water, because no, they but, would they would get that they would get those even, no, they would get that is, metal out of that device and they would go buy clean water for their family. Well, not only that, but like they literally melted down something that they didn't realize would be imagine fifty thousand dollars to them. That would be like. Life changing, you know what I mean? Well, like, they're not melting down fifty thousand dollars. They're melting down like no, no. I'm saying if the computer, let's say the computer had a uh, had a Bitcoin. Oh, oh, okay. Somebody okay. didn't realize they threw away the you know like yeah, oh, they this Bitcoin's worthless. So, you for know, that fifty cents of silver, right, right. And but they didn't the realize. data involved. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier yeah. too. When people die, and you know. Some people have a million dollars in Bitcoin and they'll fucking die don't and their wallet will be dead. Did you ever hear about the Pizza Man story? I don't think so. So the Papa John story was, uh, I think it was Papa John. Some dude like 10 years ago didn't have any money but had Bitcoin. And Bitcoin was like a couple cents. He's like, listen, I don't got any money, but I'll pay you in Bitcoin. The guy's like, I don't know what the hell Bitcoin is, but it's either Bitcoin or nothing. Right. So he, he that Bitcoin it. today is worth like fifty yep, million dollars for sure, and that guy probably just was like threw that shit in the trash. So imagine if you were that pizza guy. Can I use the bathroom right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you good? It's all right. It's all right. Um, hold on, I got to double check on the dog situation. Created a big following on TikTok, like hundreds of thousands of people follow him, and they donate. They cash app him like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and then he like homeless people are just everywhere around him, and mostly. Where's he at? Where's he live? It's either Chicago or Philly. I don't remember. But um, and I don't remember. But it's something. But
there's this one guy, he actually, like, people started making, like, um, he put a GoFundMe in his, in his bio, and he got this guy an apartment, and he, it just really started, um, just helping a lot of people, getting people IDs, getting people, um, jobs, and just things like that, and, like, really helping his community, which I think, like, I thought this guy, I was like, yes, like, that's so great just to do something so, just to start something so little, but have it impact Can you look so on your phone and that. see what it, what that yeah. is? Yeah. Do you know what TikTok is? I do know what TikTok is. Okay. Yeah. I'm like... Well, I assume he doesn't know what TikTok is. I don't know. I, some people, a lot of Oh, you... Oh, you're over 18. You don't know what TikTok is. I have a 10-year-old daughter. She's been wanting to download TikTok for two years. And I don't let her download apps that you can get a message sent on you from someone you don't understand. I control everything on her phone. I know she can only get messages from people that are in her contacts and I can right. go on my iPad and look who's in her contacts. Yeah. So she's, she tries to get TikTok, Yeah. TikTok and she, Roblox. She just tried to get Roblox. 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 Yeah. But that's Roblox. You can message. Yeah. That's yeah. just well, what it is. is yeah. You can, yeah. You can, anyone yeah. can message you. She's not allowed to get anything where people can just message you. Right. But actually the first TikTok that is, but she watches TikTok on YouTube. So my kid's very, oh, that's, yeah, and oh, that way she she doesn't have the app. She doesn't have the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one can message you, and she just like she's not even allowed to log in to YouTube, so she doesn't even have a login. She's so just, just a guest. Yeah, yeah. So no one can message her, and she's but yeah. The reason I love TikTok so much is just because it has like it's just like one. Page. Well, it used to be music.ly. Music, music yeah, which I was and I also, I was a part of Musically. I, I never saying, did. I never was, did TikTok, it but. Was never informational videos or anything like that it was just playing music like you never well yeah and it was uh, it was um and those like voiceovers. yep voiceovers like the this the movie voiceovers that. right and, like, yeah TikTok for sure is, for sure well because it got musically got bought out yes. by tiktok so yeah. i miss myspace i do too um and zanga dude I, I miss Zanga. Zanga. I know what Zanga is, but Zanga was, a, was before MySpace. MySpace was way better. Yeah, but oh, Zanga was before cool. MySpace. Zanga was like really? Zang, yeah, Zanga was really the first like social media kind of blog. Thing? It was a blog okay. that you like friended. So it was the first social media blog. Interesting. It's like a blog now, but before. you friended. Yeah, it's the X-A-N-G-A. It was the first, like you said, social media, but it started as like a blog where yeah. you would just be like, this happened today and this happened today. And Did let you me friend you. Did you ever Steam it? No, I know about Steam for video games, but I don't know about Steam. Steam it is like, um, I'm trying to get him, but he, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't know anything about I have no social media no more. Steam it. Like, well, yeah, but it's a blockchain. It's crypto. Yeah. But basically, it's a like a It's like a crypto ties blog. So like, you just go on there and then yeah. So it's, but you can get paid. You get every time you, so you post, earn, you get yeah. And as yeah. you move up in levels, because you they value you as you are, as a blogger or whatever you want to say or whatever it is a content creator right really so they now you get more steam and the steam's worth like sixteen cents a piece so people can give it to it like they like uh like right so i'll earn guy, it from posting and then yeah. i could be like i actually like what you're right. saying so i could give what right. i've earned to you, you could yeah. yeah like the one guy i listened to that uh so does it's a like of, a like every time you click like you're actually giving a currency in a sense well i don't think 
I don't think it's like that. I think you earn. I don't. I can't remember. It's been a while, but like I know, like monetarily wise, like uh, the one guy I, from a technical analysis, he would do technical analysis on Bitcoin, like charting it. Yeah. And he he would earn like five hundred dollars for each post. Damn. So like I was saying for him, like doing different things and like posting, he could post music, he could post whatever he wanted. Like uh, you know, I don't know. I have a, uh, a following. No, I have a complete, like, lack of, like, uh, I just, I can't learn, like, new apps and stuff. Like, I just get bored with them, and then uh, they just become these things that, like, I used, like, I wanted to do, but then, like, I got halfway in and was just distracted by something else, and I don't know. So, like, if you're a photographer and you take pictures of whatever... You know, Love you put yeah, you, you put pictures on there, and somebody will start following you, and now you're getting paid for it. And then it's also attached to this thing called DTube, which DTube is the crypto is basically the crypto version of YouTube. Well, that's because I was going to relate that to YouTube. You post a video, and people start subscribing, right. and you start getting paid. Well, eventually, like he has a he has a gaming channel, but the problem, the thing with YouTube, you have to have a thousand subscribers. And you have to have 4,000 minutes worth of watch time to Before get paid. Before you start getting paid. Right. Right. Like, you think 4,000? Eh, 4,000 a lot of time. Oh, yeah. If we're talking about... And his videos, some of his videos... 60 minutes an hour times of, 10 is 600. So we're, we're almost talking under 100 hours, like like 70 yeah. hours. And I would go content. to my work where the computer was, and I would just put on his thing, because it's a different, you know, whole thing. So okay. I just put play constantly when i was at work so it was like for like two months i did like eight hours a day but it wouldn't even get yeah, yeah it's cheating. It would well it would get yeah, you, it get, would get your ipa i don't even think that would work so it would it get works. your ip address i said ipa but yeah i don't think that would work it did work did it yeah every hour counted per yeah. hour i would think they would have a cap per ipa well see well i, would think I they think would. they did eventually yeah. but like it worked oh, for a little while okay i was gonna so, say yeah because yeah, i don't think you could watch from the same ipa yeah if you would start loading in um like this whole conversation is what makes me mad about the the podcast because what happens with the podcast is we get we have it through um Podbean, which we like very much, right? Ooh, Podbean, we love, we love Podbean. Podbean? Yeah, Pod, yeah, I we like love Podbean, Podbean too. I like Podbean. Yes, we are recording. But with that I, I said, <laughs> when some when I post it on Podbean, it automatically goes to Apple and to Spotify, to Spotify, and all and, these things. So right. now, if you're listening on Spotify and you click subscribe and like, I don't get credit for that on Podbean. What? Yeah. Exactly. That's weird. Yeah, and I don't get credit for the time you all the, the minutes you watch. So what do you get credit for? Only then? if you're on Podbean's site. Well, or... that's lame because I don't. <laughs> I use Spotify, so that's lame. Right. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they say just like and subscribe on whatever service you're using. So I'm surprised. I'm because t- like at work, the guys at work, the one guy at work, I was like, listen, do this for me. Because I was like, so I had him <laughs> like it on his uh, on his ad on Apple. So he liked it on Apple and subscribed, and it never showed up on Podbean. I mean, I could hit like right now for you, 
I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't know much about podcasting, and which uh, <clears throat> to go back to what I was saying earlier is like, I'm very much about lucid dreaming. I'm right now. My website is thelucidreamer dot on o n universe. I'm not going to spell that for you, but I will. U-N-I-V. We'll put it in the description. Yeah, on universe. The Lucid Dreamer dot on universe dot com. And I'm thinking about also doing a podcast. So I don't know. That's why I do we'll know about it. the Podbean because Podbean's one of the main. Yeah. They'll just throw on to every service like Apple, like right. you said, and like Spotify. Yeah. But I didn't know about that. And I'm curious because I also like. Because there's different levels. I like levels. to listen to Lost, you, Lost Civilization, which is a very good podcast. And I like to listen to THC, The Higher Side Chats, which yeah, is also that's a good very one. good podcast. Yep. But um, Lost Civilizations does um, talk about Podbean. So I know about that just because it's an easy one to get thrown onto like Apple yeah. and to Spotify. But what you want from podcasting or even if you're on Facebook or if you're on Twitter or if you're on Instagram, no matter what you want is you want people to either like your content right, and or comment on your content right. because it's not even – some people will go very ego about it, but it's not even about that. It's for a content creator. right? If people are liking or commenting, then that just goes to show that people – listen to what you had to say and they want to interact with you so and that's all you want as a content creator and it's not that. even necessarily about being number one or being the top or having your ego waxed it's about well, you're knowing also, that someone's listening and they care about what you're saying it's also about maybe getting uh cr- constructive criticism well and that's especially and very hard to talk to people about but yeah. constructive criticism if you can come on and tell me what you like, yeah. But if you can tell me what you don't like in the sweetest tone, right? If you can tell me what you don't <laughs> like and you're sweet about it, that's yeah, the best. That'd be great. <laughs> if you come on and you say, "Hey, I like this," then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you can come on and be like, "Hey, I really like what you're saying," but you know that one guy's like this and or that constructive criticism if you can say what you have to say that's bad but you say it sweetly that's probably the best type of communication from a stranger right that you could get right because like you said it's all about constructive criticism and it's not like i'm like i'm just kind of i don't know i want to do the best i can right you know it's like you're going to do this regardless. Right. Exactly. I don't care if there's three subscribers or no subscribers. We've been doing it for how like... Many, how many subscribers? We're up to a sultry, a poultry 23. Watch out. 23 Whoa. subscribers? Watch out. I'm speaking Whoa. to at least possibly 23 people right now. Prob- no, more than that because we don't get credit at the other places for the subscribers. Well, here's the thing and it's fucked up with me too is, is I don't subscribe to shit. Well, I just don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't subscribe to shit. But you subscribe to the fire, right? Yeah, fireside chat? The, the higher side, side chats? Chat, yeah, the yeah. higher side chats? I'm not subscribed to them. 
I've spoken about them at least three or four times tonight, and they're fucking awesome. And I definitely do suggest so, them to anyone. That so wants you just to go in and check in every I, once in a while yeah, when I there's new ones. It. Yeah, okay. It's like, and it's just my style. And but that's what's fucked up, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, just gonna go with the mindset that there's millions of people doing that for the hunger for knowledge. That's I well, I would say ten a, on one. Ten on one. Ten on one is the. I think is that's a good at least. Basically fair. So if you have twenty three, I would say two hundred thirty people might listen. It was just messed me up when he showed me the stats. Oh yeah, we're popular. Said that we were like they were playing us in India, in Japan. Yeah, there's like uh, I would say thirty (laughs) thirty different countries. Uh, Yeah, I was just like, what are you? Why? Why are you listening? Yeah, how many other languages? Denmark. They got. Well, Um, Denmark will definitely grab this, but like India, it's like. Listen, India is a weird one. His his basement. His videos on he get. (laughs) Right. Look at this basement. (laughs) Why you guys? Why are you guys listening in India? Stop! Stop! (laughs) Stop! This is not actually true. This is a expensive studio. Listen, did you hear how many mul- steps? Multiple, did you hear how many steps he walked down to get to the audience? We have multiple earlier? monitors. <laughs> so multiple monitors. There's cameras that we don't use here. Yes, yeah, so surprised right. that you don't have a camera too. Because we do, because but I keep messing it up we and I'm getting pissed up. off. So I just gave up. Well, we if you it. just put one camera down like that, then you could just get YouTube. And then you just throw it on there. I do it for him, but I can't get it to work for me and him. For me and Will, I do it for my son on YouTube, his channel. Because he has the video or what? the gaming, the gaming channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I do, when I do it for me and Will, it always gets messed up, and I just give up. I would think honestly, if you could just have it up here. Oh no, I have a tripod, everything. I got yeah. lights. You probably do want to got, start it because I got a green screen. Even even YouTube, I, I think screen. a lot of people even what well, we were talking about. Um, what's his face earlier? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean he he has a nice well, switch pack, but you don't need that for he you. He has too. a whole producer that just sits there while they do yeah. things. No, it's not live. They they're definitely switching him afterwards. You think? I do think Isn't it's it not live. It's live. It's not live. No, what, not his podcast. I thought yeah. it was live. No, it's no. not live. Yeah. Okay. So he has someone that does switch him. I'm sure he's not the one yeah. doing that. He's doing editing and stuff. It's yeah, it gets really edited afterwards. Yeah. Feeds, you know. yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah. You but the point is, is that all you would need is a video stream, and then you could th- throw that on YouTube, and I guarantee over 70% of the people watching YouTube, like podcasts, aren't even actually watching. So it doesn't matter what your video is, as long as they can listen and they'll throw it on. But well, if yeah. you do have the video, then you have that. Right. So, and I was thinking about that because, like I'm saying, I'm starting to think about doing the Dream Podcast. You and should. I know, like, if I just have video to throw on YouTube, like the video is better. But the two times I've it's tried not to even do about that, it's just about being able to put your content on as many platforms as you can. It is on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's like not it doesn't do. It doesn't do well. And yeah. YouTube, first of all, I don't even know if we belong on there. Cause I don't I'll think so. Oh yeah, we. This whole the, like I yeah. I don't think we've I, said anything tonight, but I, I wouldn't. Know, believe, it will get, I would believe that you guys talk, would say. You talk shit about vaccines and stuff. That yeah. you get kicked off of YouTube these days yeah. for that kind of stuff. 
Well, you YouTube's owned by fucking the... Google, and we were talking about DuckDuckGo earlier, and I'm talking yeah. about that because they are hardcore about, you know, you can't find anything anti-vax on Google right now. No, right. Yeah, you right. can't. <laughs> and only within the last two years, and they started just, like, deleting that content. Oh, yeah. yeah, they started getting rid of it because they thought... And that's that. That's when I started to realize that they're trying to usher in a world where thoughts can be, like, illegal. That's the beginnings of them saying, okay, you, you have to think a certain way, and if you don't, then we're going to consider you a dangerous You're a person. A it's, it's this modern-day book burning. Yeah, this is a book burning. Yeah. I mean... I've listened to so many different doctors have so many different views on what's going on with the virus and stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying that they have to absolutely be right. But I am saying that their thoughts need to be considered. Absolutely. Like, they, it, it, you, you can't just write them off simply because they're saying something that you don't agree with. It, they may be introducing you to information that you might just not, not just be, have had. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I don't want to listen to yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've listened to I've listened to a doctor say that he was treating his patients with this stuff called budesonide when they would come in with COVID, sim, uh, COVID symptoms and stuff. And he said he never lost a person on What's his that? Protocol. What is that? What is a budesonide? Is a inhaled? Um, it's an inhaled. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, steroid and it, and it okay. uh, like it's and uh, he he would use that and I forget what else that he was using. But he never. He said he never lost a person using that. Uh-huh. And then when you start to. You know, when you talk about the stuff, the hydroxychloroquine that, that, yep. that, and, that, and that entire concept that got completely politicized. Right. And then people who were on the left thought, I can't even listen to that because that's coming from those people over there and all those people are wrong about everything. And it's just like, well, it saved people. You're talking like, about a drug that has been around for 70 years that has never had any problems before, but now magically it has issues. And it's not issues. even just, there's a, there's an entire protocol that goes with it. You take, you take hydroxychloroquine, you know, uh, with a, the, azithromycin yeah. and you know, you, you know, you got zinc and, uh, I forget what else. I think that might just really be it, but I think, it's like, yeah, it's, those three. it's like, um, well, I, I personally think the reason why they really didn't want, a solution to it is because they needed to have emergency. It hadn't. They needed a reason for the vaccine to be an emergency thing, and you can only be an emergency thing if there's no other treatments that work. Well, but you do uh, there. But also, at the end of the day, this is about money, because you know how much money each state is getting per case. So you look at a state like Tennessee. They get like three hundred and seventy thousand dollars per case through the federal through federal funding. Where that money goes, I don't know. So think about that. Yeah, the guy, and then we had to think about the fact. There, my wife works at a freaking at a nursing home. They're leaving beds empty on purpose because they're getting paid for those empty beds. Hmm. Well, it's like if you had, um. An elder person 
who passed away recently. Yeah, forget the fact that, you know, they've been on medical treatment prior, but they just got COVID. So now they're sick and they die. And well, they just got COVID and you get, what did you just say? $370,000 if they die from COVID yeah. or they could die from the fact that they you know, they've, they've been degenerating. They're just determined as a, having a case of COVID. They don't have to die. What in Tennessee? You said yeah, no. Everybody, every is that, state. Is that not what you just said, Tennessee? Yeah, but I was just using Tennessee because right. because that's the number. I, that was the state I remember with the highest number. But all every state in America, this happens in. In right. Pennsylvania, it's like sixty-seven thousand dollars. Yeah, for per case. Per case. Per case. So you don't have to die. You just have to be diagnosed with Corona. Right. And that's the thing about it is, is like I listened to like the guy who created PCR testing. He said that it was never meant to be a diagnostic, that it wasn't supposed to be used in that way. And then I, I listened to a guy who said that he makes the tests in North Carolina. <laughs> but he said... It's it, like President White. I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's asleep. But, but it's, the, it's this idea that, you know, this guy, he, he, he said he, he was responsible for making these tests in North Carolina... He had all kinds of... He had a complete medical background. So, you know, he had been all these different places. And he said that it's a positive case is not proof of a clinical um, infection. That, uh, you know, and once you start to get into what what is this test and how does it even... How is it even administered? The idea that... They're cycling information, and they're trying to find a code that says, all right, we see that code. You got COVID. Well, I'm pretty sure they haven't even isolated COVID yet. It's far. I haven't been able to find it yet, but I'm pretty sure they have not isolated, you know, the COVID. Strain. Strain, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say gene, but gene's not right. Right. Is it strain? They haven't isolated the virus. And not only that, it's probably going to mutate by the time they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and they're going to figure out and they're going to be like, oh, well, we've isolated it. Think about but it. They just basically brought out a vaccine out in supposedly six months based off what they think it is. Which Pfizer's the first yeah. one to get they're, they're, It only can attack the symptoms of it because it can't. they can't even say that it stops transmission. They can't even say that. That's not even something that they're saying about all of this. They're saying that this thing, from what I understand, is to... Um, go uh, try to affect the symptoms of it so that it's less severe. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't give it to someone right. else. You know. So it's like there. There's already been people who've been dealing with how do you clinically get uh, come to terms with the symptoms of it and try to um, you know just with that you know. Hydro- I think this is so funny because I wanted stuff. to come and talk about dreams, and here we are talking about COVID, and I knew. This is gonna happen. Right, right. I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, think it's of, taken. It's taken all of our mentality up, and I want to talk about dreams. It's I want to talk about the stuff we're not talking about. That's the truth. I'm this. Yeah, I'm so tired of it. I knew this was gonna turn back out into a COVID story. It was going. It was going. I knew it. I knew it on the way over here. <laughs> I want to talk about dreams because you know what? COVID started out as a dream for someone and. Like we were saying earlier, the technocratic state, like 
This is all... They're resetting money right now. That's what they're doing. That's what mm-hmm. COVID is. COVID's fucking bullshit because I've had COVID run through my house. COVID sucks for the sick, the elderly. But you know what? The flu has sucked for the elderly for the last 20 fucking plus years. Like, the elderly's been dying from the flu every year, and we just don't focus on it. Do you it. think they have been? I do think they have been. Influenza, do you know, do you, do you, influenza has yeah. been killing. It's been the main purpose of the well, elderly hold on. during winter. How many, how many people you know have died from the flu? Zero. How, I many this, how many people do I know from COVID? Zero. I, I, we have... I have a buddy that had four people. Four people in his family die. Well, okay, but that's your buddy's four people. How but what people I'm saying you, is, how many people do you know directly? Well, I'm taking his word for it. Right, I've known him a long time. I'm talking about like not in my family. Yeah, I had four people that you know. What do you mean? How many people directly that you know have died from COVID? I do not know anybody. All right, me neither. I know. How many people do you know directly? Well, my wife. So my wife. But my wife. Nobody. Yeah, and me neither. So. Well, my wife works at a nursing home that ten people have died from it. But I guess how many people? How many people? How how many people this year would have died in that old folks' home from the flu? Well, just in general. Well, these were healthy people. Yeah. Even though they were in their time home, they're still healthy. yeah. Like I knew these people, and they were—they were healthy. They didn't—they weren't being treated for anything prior. Right. They, had, they, they were, got sick. They got they sick. Right. I, I think right. what I'm, what I'm sure. trying to say is, it's like if you have Alzheimer's or whatever. Like if you just well, die. Yeah. yeah. When we're talking about the flu, I don't believe shit about the flu. I believe about the flu. I don't believe nothing about it because I I ask I ask everybody because we have the cause obviously what you're talking about is we're talking about all talking about the corona. I ask everybody that starts talking about it, how many people you know died from the flu. You know what the answer is? Same answer you gave me. Yeah, none. So when we talk, how how many times you had the flu? Never, and I've never had the flu. How many times you either. had the flu? I know your answer. I've never had the flu. I had it one time in the last twenty years. Right. So, like. Is the flu maybe not bullshit just because they want us to take the vaccine? Because the CDC has come out and basically said that they just estimate what the the flu deaths and the flu numbers because they really don't know what it is. Yeah, they can't. They, it's they impossible couldn't. for they them. Yeah, they because couldn't. somebody like me that doesn't go to the doctor, I yeah, may get yeah, a... Yeah, absolutely. You could have had the flu and been not, just no, not... Yeah, they yeah. couldn't know. Right. And so, that's where I'm at with and with Corona, corona too. last year, a year from like basically today, not today, but this week, we were in Florida. We come back. Oh, now nice. this, I didn't know that. Thanks for that? wearing a mask. I didn't know you were in Florida earlier. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chases a lot of the game up. A, a year ago. Oh, okay, year okay, ago. okay, okay. So a year ago, we went. We went with family to Florida, DC, and uh, yeah. so we come back. I start coughing. Okay, we're on the, literally on the way home. Next day, I'm sick as shit. Well, I don't on get a sick. Plane or in a car? Car. I don't okay. fly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then my wife gets sick. He gets sick. I didn't get sick. She never got sick. Right. Three weeks, I was sick. I never been that sick in my life. All the symptoms of Corona. All the but now this is before. When was this? This is December. This is December. before. Okay, Corona's yeah. a thing. Well, we had a lot of people in our company get sick in December. We had Star out. Mm. Chris, Chris left in January for a week. 
We had Star for a week in January too. Mm-hmm. There was some. There were two, three people on first shift in, in December that were out. Like you said, not three weeks, but like a week or two. So. Now my job is was the reason I had trouble is because as soon as I went and smelled the paint fumes, I couldn't stop coughing. So it took me like three weeks to be able to go back to work because I could just I I would just cough constantly. Right. So now do I know how Corona? I didn't get tested because it's December. Right now well, it's in China. The test. They didn't it's in China them. at yeah. that point, and it's obviously it came here. You yeah. know, it's some. You they know, said like they actually just moved it back. I think. I think they said February came over here originally. Now they're moved back till January, but well, uh, I think, I think that when that this comes, no, that's where they're at officially right, right now. Right. I think officially right now they're at January, right? And they just moved it back originally March, February, right. January. <clears throat> I think when this is all said and done with, they'll admit that it was here in December, yeah. but I, I they think, have to tell their story, right? Yeah, I mean, I think. The thing that I, I I'm realizing is is that yes it 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 has the ability to be uh, really deadly to 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 especially people seventy and up you know and the but the reality of it is is that for the vast majority of people who do get it they do recover and that's not. I'm I think not we're saying above ninety seven percent. I think we're actually yeah, it's at it's 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 high. So it's yeah. like it, it, the thing that I see is is that um, it just looks like an excuse to milk people's fear. Like it's it, well, it's, not only that, it's like, like you, we were talking about earlier, is, and what you were saying is is like we can say the words technocratic, but also I feel like we're just talking about resetting the value of currency and that's what's happening right now they're resetting and like you were saying the digital dollar we're switching over and whenever you have a huge kind of takeover or a huge like exchanging of money or value i like the word value better where where the value is wherever you change where the value is you need a big event and, and that's, that's what we're doing right this now. This big event is not something like uh, I have you heard this term that they've been throwing around this concept the great, the great reset. reset. Yeah. You've been hearing this. Yeah. Well, the I thing about it is if you've been paying attention and you're a crypto a conspiracy theorist, they've been talking about the great reset for like ever. Like it, it yeah. now it's just the fancy new shiny thing that well, they, they, they call push it out. They're actually doing it though. Well, right, but they've been talking it for a long time. Now I think this is just the opportunity. I think the government has seized upon an opportunity. Well, a, look, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if the government created yeah coronavirus 100%. or if it's taking advantage of it because it doesn't matter. Right now we could hop on the end, and the end point is is. Whatever, whether it was government created or this was a natural creation, is the governments are taking advantage. So whether they created it to take advantage or whether it was a natural occurrence and they're taking advantage, the point to focus on is that they are taking advantage right now. And there's a directive. There's a hidden agenda. What brown nosing. They're brown nosing. They know what they're doing, the people at top. And they know above us because, like we were talking earlier with the think tanks, like they knew this was coming. Whether it's natural or not, it doesn't matter. The point is, is they knew it was coming because they thought of it beforehand, 
and right now they are milking it, taking yeah. the taking sentiment, every advantage they can. The sentiment I get from people is that um, if you are looking at the situation with any, like, if you think something's up with it, and you're like, this doesn't smell right, right? So what I get a lot is people feel like you're being um, callous to the lives of the people who've been lost and things. They're, they're like, well, why do you... Well, you want to talk about a conspiracy theory? Like, there's all these people that have died and stuff like that. And I said, the sad part is that I don't think all these people had to die. Exactly. I think that because they were, like you said, they took advantage of an event. And in that, I've watched things happen that completely... Like... like they were contradictory completely to regular logical thought. Like, I've, and that's like, what I was saying about our job earlier, too, with the way we're getting our thermometers checked. Yeah. And you get a thermometer check, and they scan you with a thermometer. And you have to get scanned by the thermometer to get into the building. But the yeah. thing is, is they'll scan you with a thermometer, and the thermometer will read 93. And they'll let you in, and I'll be like, I should be dead. Well, if my, my temperature right now is 93, <laughs> I should be dead. My and they're like, no, you're good to go because you're not 100. About, my wife complains about those thermometers all the time, how they don't work. Yeah. And so why are we doing them to begin with? If I am if I should be 98 and I'm reading 93, <laughs> right, right. then how do you know when I read 98 that I'm not reading 103? Right. Like, and, how do you know I'm not sick of shit and I'm just reading 98? Oh, you're good to go. No, actually... <laughs> I'm 103. I'm gonna kill you all. Like no, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I when you come in every time from uh, at my job, I mean every time you come from outside, they gotta take your temperature again in order for you to re-enter into the building. You can leave. Like, you can leave to go to your car. There for five what minutes. it feels like is this is what we're doing. The goalpost was here. Okay, first we started with X. Okay, now we're starting with next is the thermometer. Okay, next is the vaccine card. That's the ultimate goal. That's because what they want. The uh, vaccine yeah. card, digital dollar, that kind of stuff is the end game. Like that's the that's the goalpost here. We just gotta kind of take little baby steps and push and the way it, they're push baby it, and, and push the way it. they're baby stepping it too is by us walking in there and us knowing that they they are scanning us for our temperature and me and you know they're scanning ninety three degrees. Which makes no fucking sense. I should be dead. If I if you scan me and my actual temperature is 93 degrees, you should call me a hospital way yeah. before than if my temperature is 103. No, I'm not even angry about that. I'm gonna well, it's not, even a, it's not about being angry. Uh, no, it's, I, about, it's about it doesn't make sense. Because if you need me, I, if I you need to scan saying. my yeah. temperature and it needs to be within a legal reading, but instead, actually, instead of being 98, it's 93. You're good to go in. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Like, I should not be allowed to go in if my thing's 93. So, in order for me to go in and go to work, I am accepting something that doesn't make sense. So, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us be like, okay, that doesn't make sense, but you go past. You know what I mean? So, now it's what you were saying is, is like, when we move forward, it's not going to make any fucking sense. But I've already accepted that, that it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I've already accepted it because I can go in and go work at 93 degrees 
That doesn't make any sense. There's no reason if someone's like, you're not allowed, you're not allowed in here unless it makes sense temperature-wise. I scanned you, you said 93. I should be dead for that. No, it's cool. It's okay. You go in. It's not 103, so you're okay. Well, you've already got me to accept the fact that whatever we're doing doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make the whole th- it doesn't kind of build what what you're saying is the fact of the matter of the fact of the matter of this whole situation is the bottom line is if we just took some there's people dying because we're pushing vaccines and yes. pharmaceutical drugs That's what that, I'm upset about. that makes X amount of dollars for the people that we're talking about that are the predators. And the reality of it is I've seen enough studies. I've seen, uh, I listened to enough people talk vitamin D vitamin C. You're going to get it. You are still going to get Corona, but the, 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 the symptoms are going to be so insignificant. It's going to be like getting a, a, the, the lightest cold you've ever gotten. My 10 year old daughter had Corona. My 10 year old daughter had Corona and said to her mom, I ha- I did not turn at all. But the fact is, we're a, we have now accepted the fact that a certain group of people are allowing people to die to profit off of these vaccines, these pharmaceutical drugs. And we what you can say what well, you can argue about the number. Let's say it's it, they say it's two hundred and eighty thousand. I think let's say it's a hundred thousand. It doesn't matter. It's one people. One person died because people are now profiting off of something. Instead of spending f- $5 for and sending it to every person in America, a bottle of vitamin C, which is all they'd have to do, and a bottle of vitamin D, and we'd all be okay, and none of us be sitting at home and having to have three negative tests across the border to go into Maryland. I mean, in reality, we're already kind of locked into our little borders, and we yeah. basically got sold off for a vaccine that we paid for out of our tax money, paid for the research, gave all the... Are you talking about the $8 billion that we paid already? Yeah. I'll talk about that real quick because we paid $8 billion for um, vaccine research and then the whole time they point fingers at our um, health infrastructure and I've just been wondering this whole time why we didn't put $8 billion into our health infrastructure. Why do we put $8 billion but, into well, vaccine I'm research? I'm waiting for my well, payment. We could have just put $8 billion look- into, into doctors. Why don't we put $8 billion into nurses? Why, aren't our, why, don't, why don't our hospitals have $8 billion? No. Our um, pharmaceutical companies have $8 billion well, of our tax money don't let them- for research. And why didn't we put that into our infrastructure for health? Because that's what they keep blaming. Because we're just a number. Well, and at it's the end of the, they're not trying. At the end of the day, they don't care not. if we live or die as long as we pay our taxes and they make some kind of money off us. That's well, all they America, care about. America's the number one um, research kind of like we're the group of people where they're like, let's practice with these guys, guinea yes. pigs. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, is that you know I looked at that situation and I'm sure you must have seen it more where where there's all these elderly people, right, and. That some of them, that you know, that 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 that's it. It took them out, and these people were subjected to being without their loved ones and all kinds of stuff. My thought is, I don't know if our level of humanity after this 
we'll be in the same place. Because we we just didn't bat an eye at the fact that, oh, this, here's this. She got to use FaceTime to talk to her loved ones for the last time. What? Remember what, what Gio said? Will, no, I will. If that's I'll, a thing. I want to say about this, too, because that's absolutely right. It's like we had Corona happen, and then we had imagine in 2020 the elderly that have passed away and who actually asked them what they wanted and a lot of these people have passed away and they are claiming them as coronavirus victims and some of them are for sure but a lot of them are also like just very sick people that passed away because of this event we had occur and they a lot we could blame it on the sickness that went through but also these people are passing out and no one stopped to ask them, hey, your granddaughter might inflict you, but would you like to see her before you die? And no. I think when we were talking about 80 to 90-year-olds, they've lived through so much more than us. And they have the, the right to decide whether or not if, if you say, hey, your granddaughter is going to come visit your mother, all right, your, your grandmother may pass out and die because of it but would you rather never see your granddaughter again right now your granddaughter can come what's more important to you and no one's asking the elderly we're trying to make these decisions for them but your grandmother would i and i'm sorry i don't know your guys exact situation but your grandmother would your grandmother rather see you and go to rest or would she never see you again and possibly live for another five years and that's why i'm saying with the situation we have right now is is who's actually asking the elderly what they want and i think we would find at least from the grandparents in my life is they would never turn my grandmother would never turn me up she never would and my grandmother is actually really healthy and fucking still skis <laughs> and is insane she's insane she's an insane lady and mad respect to her i love her to death but if you ask her she would say what type of life would i lead if you don't come see me tommy you and, know and, and that's my grandmother that's to a true. t yeah you what know? type of why else would i be living if you're not going to come here and see me and so it's and it's okay i think to understand like yes it's it's, it's a tragedy it, it it really is but all too often have I seen throughout history, especially in this place, when people start giving up their rights, they don't get them back. No, they don't get them back. They just they they the figure Patriot out. Act shows that 100%. the Patriot Act shows you, and once they start taking your rights, they are not going to give them back. And well, here's going the thing. You know, you, you guess what got reauthorized during the pandemic? What did they do? They reauthorized the Patriot Act. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, Didn't know that, did you? Well, here's the huh, thing I would wonder like why that wasn't in the news. Here's the thing I would like to ask is, Guess do, you really, do you really think the government could stop a virus? Is the government that smart? The government. American government, European government, British people. government. I don't care. Are they the ones? Do they know how to stop a fucking microcosm virus? Like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, no, these old motherfuckers, they don't, they're not stopping viruses. They're not. So, why are we putting so much value into these guys and, like, oh, what you say holds value? No, these guys don't know how to stop viruses. These guys, 
And everyone wants to put value into them just because they don't want responsibility for themselves. Because they don't want to wear the mask. They don't want to do what they have to do to to protect the people around them. But that's what, but that's, and so it's easier to be like, okay, well, let's fucking blame Governor Tom Wolf. But I think the reality of it though is, is that which is a God, sorry, didn't no, mean to no, interrupt. I no. mean, but at the same time, even he, you know, even he was found to have done things that were unconstitutional. And we and we. I'm see sure it, if we, you would get put, me, I'm sure of, if you would put me in governor, you would find <laughs> mad things that I've done that's unconstitutional. And I'm not trying to sit here and talk shit on Governor true. Tom Wolf, but, but I'm same, saying, I'm saying, it's like <clears throat> you could, I could, we could put it on any one of us in this room, and you would find unconstitutional shit. And I wasn't trying to call out Tom Wolf like that, like everything he's doing is wrong. But imagine if all the decisions were on you. And Tom Wolf, as much as retarded as all the decisions I think he's making are, like, if you're the one making the decisions, that's going to be a rough time for you. And I, that's the main point that I'm trying to make is, is you can't say, like, I don't think any of us could sit down and be like, oh, well, it's the government's fault. No, because who the fuck could make decisions for millions of people? Governor Tom Wolf is making decisions for 14 million people, I believe, right? In Pennsylvania, 14 million. I it's, it's an insane number. I think it, I think maybe, right? I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I think it's 14 guess. million people in fucking Pennsylvania. And he's making those decisions not only for 14 million people, but probably for like a million. Right now, I am definitely just guessing. So these numbers are getting a little insane. <laughs> I do think 14 we, million is kind of right. We'll, we'll have to go to the fact checker. Right. Right. But as far as businesses go, you know, he's trying to make a lot of decisions for a lot of people. So it's easy to point out and be like, oh, fuck Governor Tom Wolf, which is not what I'm trying to do right now. But what I am trying to say is, is if you're going to put your value and your worth and someone needs to save you, then you're looking at the governor. And it's not his fault that shit's fucked up. And well, would it and be his fault or would it be... I mean... It's not his fault. The you, governor of Pennsylvania no, did I, not I create coronavirus. No, what, I'm you know. what I'm saying is, okay, I, I'm in... So in January, I'm on my phone on Twitter and I see people getting welded their... In China, get having their doors welded shut. I'm like, like, what is going on here? Right? So I'm on in my bedroom on Twitter. So I'm like, okay, so now right away, I got to start. Like, I see that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I know China's fucked up. But, like, welding people into yeah. their, their houses, that's kind of, like, that's pretty extreme for them. So I'm like, okay, what is going on? So the next thing you know, it's like, okay, now all of a sudden, the Singapore... The the eat the, the whatever Amtrak train whatever the hell it is that takes everybody to where they're going is empty at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, well, okay, why? What is good? And you don't know. They're not telling you nothing because it's China. They don't sh- say shit. You're like, what is going on? Now I'm do- watching this shit on Twitter. So what do you think our government's doing? You think our government doesn't know what's going on? I think our government knows what's going on so much that they already have filtered what you're reading by the time you're reading it on right. Twitter. So, so they they watch this come across Europe. It takes out Italy. It takes out blah, blah, blah. You know, people are dying. Hey, who cares? People are dying. They let it come here. So 
in, in reality, why would I blame Tom Wolf for anything he's doing when the person, some person sitting at the top watching this happen, come here. Well, if you're on just, Facebook, if you're on Facebook oh, too, you're not even blaming Tom Wolf. You're blaming each other. Right. You're, I'm blaming yeah. you. Well, you would be blaming me because I'm not wearing a mask. Well, so, I, no, I'm that's, not and that's you. the hot ticket right now. Is is like, no. Oh, you're not wearing a mask. That's what they they have that one meme of the. I don't the, blame anybody that wears doesn't wear a mask. I blame the people that could just simply send out fucking vitamin D, send out vitamin C. Everybody could be taking that shit tomorrow. They put it in your mail. So then we are blaming Pfizer and Moderna, right? Because they're the ones that can be doing this. So we're blaming the people that were waiting to save us. No, I'm saying the Pfizer and Moderna, the ones that are... Com- the Pfizer just got well, they, they accepted got- for the um, vaccine. Pfizer just got their vaccine right. accepted. Moderna's the RNA one. They got they're theirs gonna accepted. Get, they didn't get it accepted. Today. Up. It was today. Did they? Yeah. Oh, got approved today. That. I knew it was coming. Yeah, sure. But- Right. Moderna, because Fauci loves Moderna. But those are the two that could, you know, you they, could shoot, they could shoot you up with vitamin D. They could just send a bottle out. They could be like, hey, here's that. your vaccine. Here's your vaccine. It's a shot of vitamin D. They're not doing that, are they? Well, no, because it costs $10 for a bottle. But the thing and that's enough for two months. You have to look at who is responsible for these people having such unchecked power. Right. You know, who, who, who said, you know... When, back in the 80s, when the pharmaceutical companies were getting sued left and right for their uh, uh, for vaccination injury, they went to the government and got that bailout, and they said, hey, you know, we're going to go bankrupt if we keep trying to pay this out. And they Which ended- Pfizer, I'm just going to say, just because Pfizer was the first to get accepted for a coronavirus vaccine, Pfizer in 2008 got fined $4 billion for... Um, Shady practices alongside of um, what's their what's their uh, heroin type shit? Oxycontin. Oh, Oxycontin. Yeah. They got fined for Oxycontin in two thousand eight. But that's different Every than the vaccinations. Pharmaceutical- well, yeah, it's different, but it's coming from the same. But the vaccine pharmaceutical. Company- it's like he's saying is it's like you fucked up. Give us money. Okay, you continue now. Every pharmaceutical company is a convicted felon. Exactly. They're all convicted felons. They've all done things. They've all paid they've, billions they've, of dollars. And damages that they've done to the people. And people just let it continue because they have that kind of power. Well, the government lets them continue because every couple of years they pay out. Yeah. Well, they a have vaccine, lobbyists. A vaccine well, is a... You, it's like I was, uh, I was saying the other day to somebody. It's ubiquitous to American life. Mm-hmm. I, I, before I had kids... I just thought about vaccines like, oh, well, that's just what people do. It's just like, and then, you know, my wife came and said, well, you need to really kind of look at what's in these vaccines so that we can make a decision on whether or not we feel like putting that in our kids. And that was the first time I ever thought, oh, maybe I should look at why, wait, why you put mercury in there? Why you put uh, 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 baby fecal matter? Yeah. Why, 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 what, 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 why are you putting that? Why are these ingredients in here? Because I want to eat that. If you put that in now a you meal, injected in me. If I put that in somebody's meal and they ate it, they'd be like, "He poisoned him." He so put, he put a baby's fetal stem cells. cell, yeah, stem cells. Yeah, yeah, about. whatever it is, it's they put they got other animals, Wife. chicken stuff, monkey stuff. They got all this stuff that they put in there, and the thing is, is that 
vaccines are so ubiquitous in in society. The fact that, that we, we all do it, it's kind of like it's commonplace. Your penis. I don't know, but it's like what cutting your penis. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's a similar concept, you know, because it's just like hey, it's so it's, widespread. It's, it's so, why would you normal. question? Why would you question why we're cutting that kid's why would, penis? Yeah. It's but crazy that, that you would question it. When I didn't it. get my son uncir- when, when, when I didn't get my son circumcised, there was people like, why would you do an that issue to- with it? Why Having would you issue? do that to yeah. You're a bad parent. Wait, why would I leave is it Is that the natural? same as you? No, no. You know, I had yeah, is that the same as you? Why would you do that? I had it's to- different with your son. I got circumcised, I think, because I got I had, circumcised too. I had, Luckily, I had a daughter, so I didn't have to worry, <laughs> yeah, about, have to worry about that. <laughs> See, but I had to, you know, it, it was a, it was this matter of you come from this Judeo Christian background, and why wouldn't you do it? Why would like what yeah. is wrong with you? You know, exactly. and it's like that's the same thing with like vaccines. It's like I'm not really like. People would listen to me and think, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. And it's like, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that there are particular vaccines that exist that I would not feel comfortable injecting into myself or my children. I don't like the I don't like how they combine the measles, the mumps, and the rubella. I don't like the All those vaccines in one. Yeah, that's a problem. The measles are the biggest issue, honestly, personally. Um, I don't think mumps are that big or, or rubella measles. You want your kid vaccinated for measles because that could potentially take your kid out. But they stick the measles with the mumps and the rubella, and you don't really need mumps or rubella. I've never heard of a kid in the last twenty years that got mumps or rubella. <laughs> like, the reality of the situation is, you know how much of uh, if you get a vaccine on the schedule, you know how much that's worth per year. Per vaccine or yeah. So, like, the, one of those vaccines, like, let's say the chicken pox vaccine, how much that's worth to a pharmaceutical company in a year? Worth of revenue? For everyone getting it? No. The, how much the money... Just mon- one person? Uh, Just one person? No. How much the company, the pharmaceutical company, will make in one year off of that one vaccine? Yeah. So, for everyone yeah. getting yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. $38 billion. Yeah. On average, and that's just so that. when you have a and measles, mumps, rubella is three vaccines in one shot. So for one shot, that's thirty-eight billion plus times three. So and we're talking a hundred. So you say to a company, "Listen, you can make thirty-eight billion dollars a year, and you get a get out of jail free card because nobody can only, sue you." Not only that, but our government's going to pay you in. Eight billion dollars for research well, right yeah, now, which for the is COVID. what we're doing for right. COVID. Right. It's like not even that. You don't even have to put down research you know, money. You know, we'll give you. We'll give you a a tax credit. Eight billion dollars. I mean, so that was get, that was eight billion dollars spread out between three companies. But well, yeah, there's yeah. no liability right now at all. No. There's no liability. Back in February, they signed that that bill that said uh, anybody who uh, created stuff to try to battle coronavirus that you had no liability for what it did to people and that you couldn't be sued and things and i used to think that that was like an outsider type of a thought and then today just earlier i saw the msnbc ran an article about it and i was like oh that's that's see those that's the kind of stuff that people who were anti-vaxxers used to say oh well the but that's the thing. You just use this term like conspiracy theorists. There's these dismissive terms that they get to make you not. And I'll go to back again too, people. and that's where you go with dreams too. It becomes so dismissive once someone's like, "Oh yeah, I learned this. 
in a dream. And then the second you say dream, it gets dismissed. <laughs> but here is this valuable information. And we we could go back to aboriginals and their dream culture. We could go to Native Americans and how they value dreams. We could go back to all these different cultures and how they value dreams and information from dreams, especially Native Americans. We could go back to their culture where someone would wake up. They used to call them big dreams. Someone would wake up and be like, I had a big dream. And their whole community would circle around this person. They'd be like, what is a dream? Who was that person? What did that mean? And this, they would, <laughs> all they would say is, I had a big dream. And their whole community would circle them and be like, what does that mean? So that holds value to it. But now, like you're saying, is, is like if you say anti-vaxxer, that just immediately gets dismissed to people. And the same with dreams, too. Is, is Oh, I had this, I had this experience... And it was very valuable and very important, but it was a dream. And the second you say dream, it's dismissed and there's no value to it anymore because what's dream, but like what I said earlier, but a child's flight of fancy. It's, remember on Waking Life, they said uh, um, he was talking to that one guy and the guy was asking, he's like, are you a dreamer? And he's like, that's that was a lucid dreamer guy with the that, pin, that, that, yeah. where the pin kept yeah. smiling and doing different things. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, he, and he said, that, you know, there's not many of us around anymore. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, the oh no, you're talking about the guy that hopped out of the train. Oh yeah, that's you're him. talking about that's the guy. Him. Hey, are you a dreamer? Yeah, that guy. Well, that's funny because there's not many of us yeah, around. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that well, was that's... that was exactly the scene after the one I just said. Yeah, he. Um, but that's the thing about it. It's like the the concept of being a dreamer in life, and also it's somewhat connected to a person who can understand that their dreams just aren't these um, uh, things to be uh, forgotten and not kind of um, looked at for the as like a truth. flight of fancy. Yeah, yeah. Like... You know these these things are. It, it's 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 true. That's that is a dismissive thing because people are just like, well, that's just a dream. That's just something that you've come up with. Right. As if and it holds no value to us. Value. Yeah, you experienced yeah. it maybe or whatever, yeah. but I can't really trust you or believe you. So yeah, you know. It, it, but I mean, I, I'm glad that. I'm glad that you've actually kind of really looked into it more so than... Because that's, you know... The, you could say this stuff to a bunch of people uh, that, you know, definitely people we work with and they're just, you know, you know, you know how the response, you know, they're just like, oh, well, yeah, that's... Yeah, like, okay. Like, yeah, a, no one actually listens to you. Yeah. No and, one takes value into what you say, especially if you said, hey, this happened in a dream. That's like what you were saying earlier is it's just like people will just start disregarding what you have to say. Absolutely. Especially if you're like, oh, this was in a dream. And then they'll stop. They'll listen, but they'll stop giving it any value. Yeah, they'll, they'll be on to something else mentally as they appear to listen to you. You know what I mean? Like they'll just, But that's the thing about it. It's like, I think you... you you're, I think you're, you're probably going to write a really awesome book, man. Like... It's it, because you care about it and it has meaning to you. It's not something where it's like, oh, well, I just want to like sell this stuff to people. It's like, no, these are meaningful things that other people in the world, they see it. But us here, we've been taught to just disregard that as 
meaningless information. Man. I really like to use the term a child's flight of fancy. A flight of fancy. I like I, that Yeah, because I feel like that's just like when people start disregarding it. Oh, it's like a 10-year-old <laughs> having fun. Like, it's a flight of fancy. Like, it's, it's only real for a while it's real, and then it's not real. But... That's what I'm trying it's to like say. It's like the whole the Peter most... Pan thing. Yeah. It's like Similar. literally. In Neverland. It's yeah. Like the the reason Neverland works is because all of those kids agree on it. They and none of the parents them. agree. None of the parents. They can't get so there. they can't see it. They yeah, they can never see it. And yeah. the kids are all there themselves. And they're all like, this is real. So it's real for them. And that's why they never get old. And that's why they never they get never old. Get because old. they don't agree with the parents. And the parents don't even see the the imagination world that they're playing in, so they just end up kids forever because there's no one to set a time frame. There's no one to be like, "Well, you gotta grow." It's just like they're like, "Oh, we're having a food fight. Here's yeah. here's blue and purple and green food." You that's know? Hook, yeah. So yeah, but that's a that was the thing about Hook because he came back and he forgot he was Peter Pan. He didn't even remember that he was Peter Pan in the beginning. Like, he, he came back, he's like, what is this? And then he started getting reminded, like, oh, yeah, I, there's this other part of me that uh, is kind of boundless and has no limitations and, like, can fly and all this stuff. And it started coming back to him. And then finally he understood, yeah, that is me. And that's really kind of what it is. is the, the dreamer is the person who... Um, in this society, can still um, continue this uh, uh, th- their actual genuine um, attempt to, to 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 be what they think they are. People now, you know, I I meet people all the time who have who've lost the ability to try to pursue what they actually are intending to do with life. Like they don't, they're just like, well. Uh, that was a good dream twenty years ago, and it's just like you're you could still be a right musician. Now. Yeah, you could still do exactly. You still have it's like they want to cr- crush hopelessness, yeah. or they want to yeah, not crush it, but they just want everybody to be they're hopeless. Right? They're already hopeless. But it's and not- I think we're in a weird zone right now too with the coronavirus because I feel like we're like that is like kind of. Coronavirus is trying to crush everyone's dreams. What's left? Yeah, they're just like, oh, everything sucks. And especially with small businesses right now, it's like, goddamn, I honestly, I can't imagine trying to be like a small time restaurant right now. Because your hopes and dreams. You got to wonder. See, like, this is what I questioned. So Amazon buys Whole Foods like a year ago. It's awkward timing. So like my my what I picture is just like at the end of the day they just crush small business completely and this war goes to the control. So now you have to go to Amazon to buy food, Amazon to buy all this other stuff. You go to Walmart to buy food. There's like five corporations left. Yeah. At the end of the day, and then they can control what goes to those corporations. At the end of the day, they control the kind of food you eat. They control everything. That sounds like a movie. Sound like I a movie. Know the name of the movie, but you know that there's a movie somewhere where you know like that one movie where they have to get the vaccine, the and you can only center. use your digital dollar. You know that vaccine one? What's that? And they don't have emotions, and they gotta go in and they press their thumb in the town square, 
and they go get their vaccine shot. And if you don't get that vaccine shot, damn, this is back in the early, like, two th- before 2000. What's that? There's, like, ultraviolet, but there's that other one right around that. I don't know. If you I think know. I know what you're talking about. AM Flux. Was that yeah, the yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. And they put their thumb in. I didn't even remember that. I just knew it was similar to that movie. Yeah, for sure. Well, but how many movies do they have where there's just constant, like, it's it's just like, uh, uh, how many movies is there? Is there's like some part of society that's in this place where they have all the luxuries of, it's like, what's that, uh, what's the one rain with the, I can't always, I can't. Yeah, it's like, like That's, they it's live. like obey. They live, oh, yeah. Okay. They live. Roddy Roddy Piper, oh, they baby. Live. That's, I wrote, you know, I remember that. You know, I wrote, I had I put that in a rhyme. I talked about they live. Um uh me and my guys uh we uh who are in the, the group I'm in, you know, we were just talking about that the other day. You know, that's the thing. It's it's about the world that is hiding underneath the world. And there is always that Opulent, um, the opulent part, the occult knowledge, the hidden, the underground knowledge, the underlayered knowledge, the people that understand what's actually going on. They understand, but because there's a foundation, no matter what. Yeah, and those people, and when you're high, when you're not higher, like stupidly higher up, yeah, it would be like obey and listen and. Yeah. This and that, but there's the people that understand, like, like we were talking earlier with marketing and stuff. The people that understand the psychology yeah, and the, the psychology, stuff. and like I was saying earlier too, with the Netflix effect or whatever, where it's like if you put this out on this platform, then guess what? They're gonna search it on not only on Google, but they're gonna search it on Amazon. You're gonna start selling more chess boards because of this and. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, the it's the people, and you could say a cult, which just means secret knowledge. And honestly, in this day and age, nothing is actually secret. But I feel like in this day and age, a cult means more the knowledge that the majority don't realize. Like it's the foundational knowledge, and for whatever purpose, the the majority doesn't realize it. And then you have the group of people that do realize that here's here's our basic operating system and if i put this information out in this format through this platform then it's going to have this effect on this many people and that's also what we were talking about earlier with the google effect and how everything the, operates and yeah. how how information spreads honestly yeah i mean the lady who i was listening to earlier her main thing was that she thought that the world is going to become um a physical internet like a moving physical internet well that's what i'm trying to say i already think it is, is that i think be, that's what dreams are yeah. are the physical internet Look, the physical subconscious but remember so. the technology all technology is just a, a, a counterfeit version of something that happened in nature well that's just, not true know, too because i would say that even dreaming is a technology and most people want say that but i would think that you, that's you think a, technology. a technology i do think of it as yeah. a technology because it's it's a tool that we can benefit from 
I so it's her- a type of technology, and we haven't figured it out. We can't put it down in a silicon board yeah. or whatever, which is if you can hold a silicon board, then someone would be like, oh, that's technology. But also with a dream, you can access information outside of yourself personally. I believe that. A lot of people would say dreaming is just within yourself. I personally believe you can access information outside of yourself because like I was saying earlier, I believe as a species we have a subconscious and when we dream we actually access that subconscious and that's why you can see babies like you were talking about earlier with faces you've never seen before because you're actually accessing the whole human species subconscious so i think i look at as a type of technology because you're having access to different information other than yours and to me that's a type of technology i think what i mean by technology is i mean a thing that what we commonly regard as technology in the sense of like she i guess her point was and she even got into the whole like blockchain she said that there's been like uh they they started doing experiments with um like giving some people somewhere in Africa, like it was pretty much their life was based off of different assumptions that they were making based off of the decisions that they were making. Cause they were monitoring them because they gave them this wallet, this digital wallet. And pretty much her whole point was, is that she thinks that, what we're going to actually experience is this, there's going to be people who are betting on our actions. And that's probably happening to some degree right it now. It definitely but is already. The, yeah. the, the, but it definitely the, already is. It's happening now, but we haven't seen a society where that is the predominant, the, the predominant thing. Yeah. That your, your, your dad is constantly being... Uploaded or streamed and and viewed and and calculated against. So that some guys can bet on what you're going to do in a day. Right. And, I mean, I think that, you know, that's, that's, that's sad. But at the same time, it's like, we still have to remember that we, we still have this rich internal life. And that's where dreaming and, and, and stuff really is. That's, that's that realm of... I have to still be uh, a person in the mid- even in the midst of what some people think of as like the end of the world at all time. You know. All right. Well, let me say this real quick. Um, so the way I like to look at dreaming, and you got dreaming, and then you got being awake. And I hate those two terms because you can lucid dream, so you can be awake while you're dreaming. But you got this realm that is very personal and all to yourself. And then you got this realm where you co-create, which we're in right now. Yeah. And, you know, we, I got three other awakened people in this room. And I'm not creating this room. But I could pass out right now and start creating my own realm. Okay. And we all do that every night. We all go to bed and we all create our own realm. Whether we remember it or not, it doesn't really matter. We do do it. And so to me, that's why I like to talk about dreaming a lot, especially lucid dreaming, is because we all exist within both of those realms. We all exist in this realm, which we can all agree upon right now, which makes it easier to think about because 
it's easier to think about when you got someone outside of yourself being like, hey, yeah, no, that's real. But when you start lucid dreaming a lot, your dream characters will also tell you, if you're like, hey, I'm dreaming, you're not real, they'll be like, you're fucking crazy. This yeah, is real. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm real. Yeah. You're fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys will do the same right now. If I tried to tell you guys right now you're in my dream, you none of you will believe it. None of you will believe it. So. Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, that's, that's the, there's, we still can agree that those spaces exist, even though we don't experience those same spaces. You know? I think we all experience those same spaces. No, it's mean, just the level of awareness of what we experience it. Because we all can experience being within a dream and our dream character telling us, hey, fuck you, I'm real. I mean, we, we, we do experience those, those spaces, but we don't do it collectively like you said. No, yeah, we can't, I can't where, come out. You know, I mean, right now we can agree that we have those ideas, but we can't come out and I can't be like, hey, I had a dream with him and he said it wasn't real, but you were there and that was real and he said it wasn't real. It's 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 a part of what I think many people have kind of seen as the internal journey or the... the, the it's it's, it's part of duality. To me, it's a part of duality. It's like we have this experience where we can all agree upon. So just to get back to yin and yang and duality is, is like we all also have an experience where only you can agree on it. I could never go into your dream and be like, well, yeah, he's yeah, right. Yeah, what yeah. he said, I I can vouch for what he said. Yeah. First, he said this to his wife, and then he flew away. I can vouch for that. No, yeah. that'll yeah, never that happen. happen. I could never do that. Unless but at, but you have that. And that's dreams. perfect duality, because right now, if you had an argument with your wife, and I was there, I could be like, oh, he just argued with his wife. But if you're like, Hey, I had an argument with my wife. She was dumb. I flew away. And then I realized I was dumb. And then I came back. And then we partied at your house. It's like, yeah. no, I don't remember that. That's the truth. So that's what I think is the major difference between, you know, that's why I think dreams are actually important. Because it is our imagination. It's it's the realm of non-duality it is the realm of imagination it is and not only it is it is it the realm of imagination but it's the realm of imagination that you as the experiencer can live and experience and no you may not ever be able to have your best friend say hey you're right that happened because that will never happen but you can experience it and you can gain valuable information from it and bring it here to where we co-create and that can ha hold value but you could also just hold it to yourself and never bring it here you know what i mean yeah. it's just the realm of pure imagination and we are beings of manifestation and we're beings of absolute non-manifestation and our dreams show us that our dreams are our existence in absolute non-manifestation no one's ever going to agree with you it's just your experience it's purely purely centralized to you no one can you can't turn to the next person and be like hey you saw that right like no you can't so to me dreams are starting to starting to value your dreams is starting to value your own word starting to value your own experience starting to be like hey 
I don't need anyone else to tell me that or validate what I just experienced because I just experienced it and it was so real that it doesn't matter what anyone else says. So, and that's why I like dreams and that's why I think they're important and I think it's the next step for our civilization or society or culture, whatever word you want to use, because I feel like starting to take that non-material experience and bringing it into material will start to excel our skill at manifestation, especially manifesting from nothing. And that's why I feel like dreams are are manifesting from nothing. That was well said, man. Mm. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, I think think that's a good place to to, Uh, to, to, to end it out. One more thing. Oh, wait, wait a second, wait a second, hold up. Um, Because it just reminded me when you said earlier about um, Native Americans really valuing dreams and them coming together in a group just to listen to one person's dream. For sure. Um, My uncle, he... I don't know if you've heard of the Lakota, dro- uh, Lakota tribe. No, I haven't. It's one of the tribes in South Dakota, but he, um, I don't know how he had this connection, but he is, um, con- like, he just started practicing a lot of their practices and being, like, taught by, um, the grandfathers and their, um, sons, and he's, like, learned a lot of things, like, I don't know if you've heard of, like, sweat lodges and, like, a knee I know exactly what a sweat lodge is. Yes. Yeah. So, he does, he has, um, he's a lot of land, and he's a big house, and he he has his own, like, a nipi, and he, he, um, has been taught by, um, Native Americans, but I went to a, um, it was, like, a one weekend of, um, the grandson of, like, a very important, um, grandfather, and... He came to um, Pennsylvania and he like taught at Casey, my uncle, his house and stuff for a weekend. And they had me do this thing called a fire quest. And um, it's like the whole premise of it is to kind of have a dream. So like you go, you wake up in the morning and you don't eat anything all day. You drink water some like a few times and um, then you everyone gets in a group at the end of the night and they start a fire and they give you a um, coal, just like a, a coal that was in the fire. They take it out, they put it in a bucket and they send you down to this area that you picked out earlier in, a di- in, uh, earlier in the day. And he lives in this like huge piece of land with like a bunch of forest and like you just go out there, you pick up space that calls to you basically. And then, so you take that coal, and you go down there, and you sit with it, and you create a fire, and you, um, you basically tend that fire all night, and you, um, sit with the fire, and you make sure it doesn't go out, and he had, like, a tarp for, like, if it rained, like, on my night it rained, so I had to, like, put a tarp over it, and you don't let the fire go out all night, you can't. So, you do that, and basically without, like, you know, being hungry you don't eat all day that's usually brings some things out and like usually you have a vision it's like a smaller version of a vision quest which is a four day you don't eat for four days yeah for sure yeah so they he he's done that so it's like a smaller version for like teenagers kind of i was like 14 but um that's awesome that you've had that experience yeah so i i did that and i i went to sleep and i woke up well, actually, I didn't wake up. I don't, well, I don't know. If you went to sleep or not. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, it, was, yeah. it was really Absolutely. a blur. Like, yeah, I honestly sure. don't know. It felt very real, but I, 
I don't remember if I knew it was a dream. I'm not really sure. But I was sitting at the fire, and I was tending it, and I heard a bunch of people, like, outside. Like, the space I, I found was, like, an area where, where there was, like, water surrounding it, and then there was, like, a little hallway, like, kind of little of land, and then there was, like, the whole forest. So it was, like, a very, like, isolated place. And I just heard a bunch of people, like, out in the forest, just running around, calling someone's name. And you were next to the river where it turned? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like a circle kind of. So you so were hearing, like you were hearing the river. I think so. You were hearing the river for I, sure. Yeah, you so, absolutely were. Yeah, but it in in me in my it turned into voices. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So for sure. There, I was hearing that, and then a, a Dalmatian puppy walked up and like was limping, limped up to me in front of the fire, and just sat in front of me. And he was all bloody. Like, I didn't see that he was bloody until he laid down. He was all bloody and he was hurt. And, like, I could just, I was sitting there, I could just tell he just wanted me to just, like, pet him. Yeah. And, like, just give him love. So I, I was sitting there, I was petting him and stuff like that. And then, I don't remember what happened after that, but then when you wake up in the morning, you walk up there and... Um, or when you start becoming conscious, because from what it sounds yes. like is you didn't fall asleep. Exactly. You exactly. just started. You started like becoming just, aware of the fact that exactly. you were sitting there. Exactly. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, there's a fire," yes. and I was doing this. Yes. But it wasn't actually like waking up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I understand exactly. What you're so, saying. um, I yeah, you walk up there. They all have like they have a big breakfast for you, um. And you, you take a shower, and they have a fire set, and everyone's sitting around, and they all, like, what you said, they all wait to hear what happened, you Yeah, know? for sure. So that's what they did, that's what reminded me. So, yeah, I sat down, and I told them, and, um, the, you know, Sal, that's what his name was, the person that kind of was the leader of the, the weekend, right. whatever it was. retreat or whatever. Yes, um, he was like, that's, that's really interesting, and he told me, you know, just kind of like, not the meaning, but, like, what he, the thought of it, the intention, things like that, and it was really interesting, and there was also a lady, she did a, um, it wasn't a vision quest, and it wasn't what I did, it was something different, but in the, it was a Native American, um, ritual kind of thing, and she, she had an experience with dogs also, with her old dogs that came to her, and we both just had, like, dog experiences, but, yeah, it was, I just want to say it was just really interesting. That is really interesting, and also, <clears throat> I think you said Lakota, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know a lot of um, the specific Native Americans. I used to live out in Cherokee County, which is why I called Cherokees earlier. Yeah. And also, I've had experience. I've read um, the summer night of the the summer night of the moon, which is um, the other. Oh man, what's that? the Comanches that I brought up earlier too. Like I said, we had the civil war and then there's the Comanches. Um, I'm not native American in any way, but I've been very involved with a couple of their, um, belief systems. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into the belief systems of the, the native Americans that I've been involved with. But what I can say is, is those, when you get really involved in their ancient, like their older kind of rituals, you could say, is is they don't have a distinction between dream 
and reality. And what you were doing, going down and tending and staying up all night, especially as a teenager and being young and basically just go down, here's a coal, you have to start a fire, don't let the fire go out. That's basically as a, a teenager, as a young child, that's like, go down, go down into the woods by yourself and do not fall asleep. Yeah. Is basically what yeah. they're asking you yeah. to do. So they're asking you to blend your waking reality with your dreaming reality because that's what that is. You go down and you're like, especially as a 14-year-old, is that what you said? Yeah, 14, 14 or 15. Four, was, yeah, as yeah. like a young teenager, 13, 14, 15, you go down, you don't let your fire die. That's basically just to a young child being like, hey, don't fall asleep. Yeah. You're responsible mm-hmm. for this. Don't fall asleep. And that gets a young child to blend, you know, their waking reality with, which I go back to saying waking reality. I don't like saying that because if you're lucid dreaming, your waking reality is also your dreaming reality. So your material reality with your immaterial reality. And when we're talking about watching a fire, what is a fire but immaterial and material at the same time? A fire is the definition of being material and immaterial. Like, a fire is the definition of dreaming while you're awake, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because it's a very material thing. You don't want to touch it. But it's also not material at all. So, And that's why I do appreciate a lot of the um, Native Americans' rituals. Have you ever, like, done a sweat lodge? I've done sweat lodges. Yeah. I've done these ones where you, like, pierce your nipples (laughs) with wood. And then you're going around in in a... there's a big plank of wood planted in and you got to spin around it with it on your nipples and you got to like lay back and it's all about pain and like the it's insane i that was actually what i was saying earlier where i didn't want to bring that up because that's like a whole other kind of crazy story but that's it's on it's the same thing it's on the verge of um you got to find the verge of pain and non-pain where you can accept it you know and yeah, that's why I have a lot of respect for those guys. I don't know, you guys were talking about ending a little bit earlier. I appreciate what you said. Yeah, that's... yeah, I just, that came up in my brain when you said about gathering around, because it's exactly what it felt like, because they were all like, oh, what happened, what happened, so. For sure. That just. No, that's crazy, though. That's a, that's a, that's a very interesting um, experience to have as a oh, young yeah. person, because it's like, I didn't really, like, I didn't do a sweat lodge until, like, last year, you know, like, yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's it's yeah, it changes your perception of wh- reality. What you, yeah, reality and what is possible. Like, That's why I was saying earlier is my first actual lucid dream, which I had lucid dreams before, so I shouldn't say actual lucid dream. But after the experience, like I said, I had lost a close member, and then it was six months after that, and my first actual dream after realizing that that could happen. My first reality of being like, hey, wait a minute, I'm in a dream. It was like what I imagine the first human that walks on Mars is going to feel like. Because the first human that walks on Mars is going to walk around and they're going to be like, I'm alive, I'm conscious, and I don't understand what I'm walking on. For all I know, there's aliens underneath me. And that's very much what it was like my first lucid dream. I'm like, I'm awake and I'm alive and I'm looking over at that person and I don't know if that person actually is me or if that's some alien because 
that was that was very much me my first lucid dream i'm like what if that thing is its own thing and it's not me and i've been told my whole life that all this is a reflection of me but i'm looking at that person sitting on a bench i remember him sitting on a bench in a park and i'm like are they thinking separate from me or or are they me? I don't know. It threw me off so much. It threw me off so much that changed my whole life because I was like, my whole life I was taught when I'm dreaming, it's just reflections of you. But I looked at this person, which they had, they were hooded. I don't know. They were creepy as shit. And honestly, I felt like I could control the whole dream except for them. So it made it so weird because I'm like, all of a sudden I have all this control but that person's looking left when I feel like everything's going right. So, all of a sudden, I literally, my first thought in my head was, I'm on Mars and there's aliens around. You know? All of a sudden, I'm war- I'm in a universe. I'm in a completely different universe. Yeah. And I don't know what's real. No. I don't. And that's that was the first time I actually lucid dreamed was when I had all those thoughts in my head and I'm like is this real is this not real I'm awake all of a sudden I've never been here before what can I do what can I do I don't know everything's a mystery to me so but like I was saying also I think that's very important with our society is for people to get more involved with that and find value in those experiences because I think that's Pure imagination, instant manifestation. Like, if you want to practice instant manifestation, then you want to lucid dream. Because if you want to think a thought and have it appear in front of you, you can do that in a lucid dream. And that's not even sci-fi. That's not even ridiculous. Did you ever see the it's movie Inception? Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of some of that movie. Well, it's that girl when she starts realizing what yeah. she's doing and everything starts folding in on her. Right. And that's kind of what lucid dreaming is at the very first the very first time you realize you're lucid dreaming you wake yourself up because you're so excited and hyped and you just have that instant you're just like wait a minute and you pop awake and so for me it took me like i said like i said to go back real quick is that i had my friend that had passed away that i was really close with and then it took me six plus months after that and I had woken up within dreams within that six months, but I'd woken up and been like, I'm dreaming, and then woken right up. So it's it's all about the instant manifestation, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like lucid dreaming is like, that's why I think it's our next step in evolution and our next step in society is because I do believe in manifestation, and I believe thoughts are physical things in a sense, depending on how you want to look at it, but you can't get to manifestation until you've practiced it. And I feel like dreaming is our place for practicing it where it's not physically manifested, but in a sense it's manifested immediately. So the people that wake up in their dreams and they start manifesting, that's their test zone. And then you come here and eventually evolution's gonna take us to instant thought manifestation but you have to practice it first otherwise you're gonna doom yourself because the second you think of something fearful you're going downhill and then you're self-destructing that's a great way of thinking about it because i never really thought about it along those lines but that's definitely a, a great way of looking at it you know it's training for uh, a higher consciousness in the world Right. If you're going to become an instant manifester, 
then you have to practice it first. Yeah. So you have to practicing it, practice it on a playing field where you can have instant manifestation, but you can wake up from that. And that's a dream. You're gonna have instant manifestation. Never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's why you're gonna. That's why I think when you get it all together, it's gonna be successful because uh, it it answers a lot of it, uh, things that people are probably thinking about, and it connects things. It's just trying to put it all in English. <laughs> it's trying to put it all in English, but I do have an idea for a book and. I, I'm not sure if I said my website earlier, but my website is thelucidreamer.onuniverse.com. And basically, my website's going to have more information than the book. I'm, the way I'm thinking of it is the book's going to be like a straight linear start from here and go to here. And now I have my information. But the website's going to have all of that information plus searchable like you're like oh i want science information about how to lucid dream yeah. and it's gonna be like all right well start with a dream journal you know figure out you start with a dream journal you figure out all right if anyone wants to lucid dream real quick here's my like um two minute rundown on how to lucid dream first of all you have to start writing you write down your you need a dream journal it's bullshit. I was always super horrible with doing it, but you just wake up and you write your dream journal. Okay. Eventually, after like two weeks, you're going to have, and most people wouldn't think this, but you're going to have like a consistency. Like you were saying earlier about running, constantly running. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. For me personally, back in 2015, it was, I constantly had bodies hidden somewhere dead bodies hidden somewhere which is ridiculous ridiculous absolutely never would kill anyone but i had dead bodies hidden everywhere and i was having dreams of cops and every time a cop would appear in any dream i instantly started thinking about 12 different spots where i have bodies okay so i started getting hit to that because i was writing it down and i'm like i don't have dead bodies hiding anywhere Okay, so I'd start meditating or whatever you would call it before I would go to bed. I'd be like, Tommy, like, if a cop's chasing you, you're dreaming. I've never had a cop chase me. I don't do, I mean, I do illegal things, especially in my youth. I was doing illegal things with drugs because if you smoked weed in my youth, then you were illegal. But anyway, so never had dead bodies. So I kept telling myself before I went to bed, I'm like, hey, if you're running from a cop, you're dreaming. And eventually that's what it was, was I was in a dream and I thought I had a dead body in my friend's parents' basement and this cop was chasing me. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, Tommy. Why would you be running from a cop? Like, you don't do that. You smoke weed sometimes, which might get a cop's attention but never would you actually run from a cop because even if a cop caught you smoking weed you weren't gonna run from them <laughs> you're gonna be like oh shit you caught me so all right the first step is writing down what you're doing in your dreams as much as you can get as soon as you wake up because you do forget your dreams so you gotta get it right when you wake up and then after two weeks a solid two weeks you could get enough information to be like for me it was cops 
like so I can't really assign what anyone else is doing. But for me, it was cops. I was just like, holy shit, I have a lot of cops in my dreams. But I never have cops in my life. So if there's a cop around, I should say, hey, let me think about this real quick. All right. Now, there's these things called reality checks, which is how you check if you're in a dream reality or if you're in, I hate calling it the waking reality, but or if you're in this physical dense reality. And for me, it's my hands. Um, dreams and dreams, you seem to have a weird thing with numbers. So if you look at a clock twice or if you try to count something twice, twice, two times, it's that's the ticket. One time you can always confuse yourself. You'd be like, if you just count, if you look at a clock once, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I didn't look at it right. It, for whatever reason, twice is the main number. So I'll just count my fingers because I don't need, it doesn't take much to count your fingers. You look at it, there's five fingers. For me personally, some people have fingers lost or whatever. But for me, it's five fingers. And then I put it back behind my hand. And then I look at it again. And if it's five again, I'm good to go. And I've messed up in my dreams before and counted five twice. So it does happen. But for the majority of times, it will not happen. A lot of times, my pinky will be twice the size I'll only I won't have a thumb like it doesn't matter you just can't do the same thing twice in a dream and that has to go back to like how numbers work and being logical in this realm the same type of logic doesn't exist as in the dream realm so now to go back to your dream journal when you write in dreams some people will find that they are in a car a lot in their dreams so then you want to start implementing that information. So if you're constantly in a car, then when you're awake or in this material realm, every time you get in a car, you want to count your fingers. Um, sometimes maybe you're at your grandparents' house a lot in your dreams. Every time you go to your grandparents in real life, you want to start counting your fingers. Sometimes maybe you're just grocery shopping. I don't know. I don't know what everyone... Everyone has their own little thing. For me... A lot of time, because like I said, my um, a close person I know had passed away. I was in a hospital a lot because they had cancer. And so when they were dying, I was in a hospital a lot. So I found myself in dreams in hospitals a lot. So every time I was in a hospital, I started counting my fingers. So that's what got me into lucid dreaming a lot. And I lucid dreamed for like two years straight every dream have the capacity to stream, you start to get to this point where you decide whether you're going to become awake or not. But anyway, so those are two very basic ways for anyone to start lucid dreaming. It all does come down to writing because if you, if any person would write every dream they could remember for two weeks, they'll notice like either they're in a car a lot, they're at their grandparents a lot, they're at the hospital a lot, you'll start to notice like a common denominator. Uh, and then when you're actually in the material realm and you have that common denominator going around, whether it's sitting in a car a lot, that's when you want to start doing your reality check. And for me, I like to do check my hands twice. Um, I've seen so many wild things from my hands, but yeah, there's just the flash quick how to lucid dream in probably like three months if you focus a lot. Yeah, I feel like my dreams are never in the same place. You gotta start recording them. You would feel like that, but do you write your dreams down? 
I don't, but wow. I'm with my friend a lot, and when we wake up, we tell each other our dreams, because I dream a lot. And, like, every time we do, like, I'm... My dreams are so chaotic. They're in a different place, a different situation, different people. Wow, the thing time. is, and I'll tell you this, is record them until you yeah, find the common denominator. Yeah. You'll find a common denominator. And I don't care if you have Which to I go... Have. I don't care if you have to go extreme enough to that every time you enter a doorway, you count your fingers, if that's how hard you have to go. Yeah. As, if you start the routine when you're in the material world, it will carry over. You just have to find out where what's the what's going to be the most valuable place to put it. Like, dude, <clears throat> like I said, my friend had passed away, and it wasn't until six months after, and I was actually doing running experiments where every time I walked through a doorway, I counted my hand. What I had noticed, actually, was it was... Um, what helped me out was my friend was in california and i started dreaming of him a lot for i don't know why but i started dreaming of him a lot and i was like he's in california this doesn't make sense there's no way you're in <laughs> my living room right now you're in california yeah. so i started lucid dreaming a lot but you just gotta find whatever that common denominator is do you have a friend in your dream that's normally never around yeah. are you hanging out in a specific area whether that specific area is a school or a hospital or a car like whatever the common denominator is for your dream and especially like running if you're running how often do you run away from something in your real waking life your material life you're not yeah. running from yeah. something that's not a part of people's normal life yeah. so oh i'm running well let me stop to think about what I'm running from and that's what it is you just gotta find the common denominator I also have a lot of dreams in doubles that are the same like two dreams of me like moving my room around like the furniture or I had two well what's that um deja vu or whatever right that's what you're saying if no. you have two of the same moving your room around two like, like that's yeah, deja vu like, right like deja vu is like in real life, you get kind of like a sensation. I mean, even in a dream, I would call it deja true. vu in a dream. If you but do the same two, thing twice. That is true. They are like, they're just like two of the same concepts, but not like the exact same Storyline. Yeah. yeah. But like, they don't, then it's just like on to two different concepts. Welcome to Rain Tibbins Podcast. <laughs> we're just well, all here for. That's what I was saying. I was saying this real quick the, too, is that. If you want to start lucid dreaming or whatever, what you're actually doing is fine-tuning your awareness because you're experiencing this realm, the awakened realm, the material realm, just as much as you're experiencing the non-material realm. And really what it comes down to is your awareness of your experience because whether I could go out and have you say, yeah, oh, we recorded that podcast last night and I could go home and have a dream of us recording a podcast you can only say we did this one but the one that I go home we could have a podcast in my dream we could have a conversation in the podcast in my dream that sparks a whole idea that I could wake up and back into the material realm and become rich off of like the Beatles have said that several times that they've had dreams and woke up and had hits had had hit songs from those dreams. 
So I hear songs all the time in my dreams that don't exist. I broke down this one. I have this one. It's so great. It's like this Native American. Um, it's not a whistle. It's a flute. Native American flute. I listen to it every time I meditate, dude. Probably for like five years. And I just had this dream like two weekends ago. And I was meditating while I was listening to this track, which is just like this Native American going, home. and then it starts a whistle. But I was listening to it while I was meditating and I passed out. And in my dream, it started doing some like dubstep stuff. It was like, it was so funny. Uh, the dream started with me in my friend's house and his neighbor came over and he was like, you need to turn that down. And I look at my phone and I'm like, I can't find where the Bluetooth is. So I go to a speaker and I'm like, it's Bluetooth to my speaker. Like, let me unplug your speaker. And like, it just kept playing. And I'm like, is this playing through your TV? This doesn't make sense. But it was just playing the, the track that I was meditating to before I passed out. And so like in the dream, it just wasn't shutting off. And then it started going dub style and like being like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm just like, I listened to it and I looked at my friend and I was like, I was like, yo, this is insane. <laughs> like, I've never heard this part. I know this song, and I've never heard this part. This is so good. You're like, wait, oh, this is a dream, huh? Well, I didn't even wake up to the dream. No, I didn't yeah, even. Yeah. And you know what's actually really funny? is It's like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, and I was trying to go pee, and my 10-year-old daughter runs in with some other little 10-year-old kid, and they're like, hey, Dad. And I'm like, I got to pee real bad. And she's like, and I'm like, all right, let me wake up. And then I woke up and I was like, I got to pee real bad. Thank God that my daughter ran yeah. into my dream because I might have just peed in my dream. So, yeah, but that was funny. That is funny. Well, I don't know, Rob. We might have broke uh Well, let me tell you records. something. We could go another four minutes and like four seconds and break our own personal record probably oh, for sure no. well i definitely got stories if you guys <laughs> you guys have a four minute story i could tell you guys my best lucid dream ever this here this all right this will go four minutes for well, sure that's perfect we'll break then that'll be a four in the uh beginning of how long this is all right so this was in 2017 and this was like in the height of my lucid dreaming where i was lucid dreaming every night and this was actually on a full night of dreaming where I kept waking up and being like, oh, I'm in a dream, okay? So I couldn't tell you how many times this actually happened before this one, but definitely more than twice. And I woke up, and my girlfriend at the time was sleeping next to me, and I was like, like I said, I've woken up a couple times from dreams, so I woke up, and I'm like, this is extreme. I'm like, all right. My girlfriend's next to me sleeping, so I just got up right away and got out of my bed and walked into my living room, and I saw my friend who lives in Florida sitting on my couch, and I look at him, and I'm like, hey, he's in Florida, and I don't own a couch. <laughs> so I was instantly lucid. I didn't even have to do that double hand check thing, like I said, and that's normally a ticket, too. Like Normally, you have to... For me, I have to do that to actually gain control. Um, but I didn't have to do that at the time. I just instantly knew I was dreaming. 
I think, like I said, I think it was like the second or third time I had woken up that night in dreams. And either way, and this is kind of funny and ironic to like admit to, but what I immediately started doing was I went out front and I lived, I lived in Douglasville. So I lived right on 422. So right out front of my house was just 422 highway. And I like stood in front of the cars and waved them down and made them stop. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, GTA style. I'm like, I'm going to rip these. I'm like, I'm looking for the hottest car. I'm looking, I'm looking for the hottest car. And I start ripping people out of their cars. And like, I remember like popping old ladies in the face and being like, and I just kept like looking around. I'm like, these cars are lame as shit. In my head, I was like, I was going to grab a sports car and I was going to start imagining environments and start doing freaking 180s and like almost like a Hot Wheels track, you know? And but I got bored of like pulling people out of their cars, so I just hopped up and started flying around. And when I started flying around, and there's different levels of lucidity. So when I was flying around, that was actually gave me a space to be like meditative and be like, well, what's actually happening here, you know? Because I had gone lucid as soon as I'd seen my friend, and I just was going like almost like back into a dream but aware of the dream but i was just following actions and now i'm flying around and i'm like wait a minute what was i doing before i went to bed okay and i was actually meditating because this was back in the height of my lucidity so i was actually meditating before bed and i was remembering hey tommy like you don't want to just fly around and just have fun like you're trying to get deeper into yourself with this so remembering this while I was flying around I landed back in my um backyard and I was walking through my back door when like all of a sudden it hit me and I'm like I want to call my subconscious so I reached to my pocket and I pulled out an old Nokia flip phone and I hit zero dial on it and it called the operator and this woman's voice came on and she said, Hey, how can I help you? And I said, I want to talk to my subconscious. And this woman gets off of the phone and talks to someone else. And she's like, is he allowed to do that? And then she comes back on the phone and she's like, what would you like to ask? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't think this far ahead. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? The first thing I said was, do I truly love myself? And the moment I said that, the phone dematerialized out of my hand. And at the same time, another version of me materialized in front of me. And then also, the, the space and the environment just got real quiet, almost like, if you were in jello all of a sudden and you would feel like you could scream, but the person a foot in front of you wouldn't hear you. Like everything got so mystical, you know, and quiet. And I'm staring at this version of myself. And it's like one of those feelings where it's like eternity, but it's also just a moment in, you know, it's just like that, but it's also eternity. And this subconscious version of myself the face starts changing. And first I see, this was a couple of years ago. So at the time my daughter was like five. So I see my five year old daughter self. Then I see my girlfriend. Then I see my sister that passed away. Then I see, you know, my mom. And then at some point I start seeing like 
a lot of people. And there becomes this point in my head where I'm like, I am looking at every person that has ever existed at once, though. It's not like the, the faces are cycling from one yeah. to the next. All of a sudden, at all times, I'm looking at one face, but this is the face of every person that has ever existed. And the moment I think that, the whole environment, the whole dream environment, these walls and you guys, well, it was, it was just me and my, yeah. my subconscious, all just like, it's almost like our atoms explode and turn into light and then they form what I in my head think of as the Virgo supercluster, which is what our Milky Way exists in. It's like kind of the zoomed out version our Milky Way is in with a bunch of galaxies and it yeah. forms the Virgo supercluster. But as soon as I realized that, that's when I just shot up and was actually awake yeah. and was just like, so for me with that dream, my initial question in my subconscious was, do I truly love myself? And then I had seen everything that existed, every person that existed ever, and then also the Virgo supercluster. So to me, it was like, if you truly love yourself, then you also love everything and all that exists. Yeah. But yeah. that was the most crazy lucid dream I ever had. That's so. wow. That's, and that's why I'm trying to get on with lucid dreaming too, because lucid dreaming's a lot of fun and like, oh hey, I can fly and shit. But also yeah, when you start questioning yourself inside of lucid dreams, then you're really better strap in because <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Oh yeah. That's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. It's a good way. Yeah, man. That's 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 I hey man, I we outdid ourselves. On four this. hours, four minutes. Yeah, man. Is that how long Yeah, man. It doesn't even really feel like it. It's one but, it's two o'clock. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I want to thank you, man, for coming on, man. Uh, I've been meaning to try to get you on here for a while. And, uh, I think people are definitely be able to take stuff from even just this, and then you know they can follow up and. Get on the website and then you know as that develops. But yeah, man, uh, people people want to hear this. this. You have something of value to, to to give to people, and uh, yeah, I, I believe in it wholeheartedly. Well, the thing is, is you can't not believe in it because no matter who's listening, I don't care. You've had a dream in your life, so I'm talking to something that we all connect to, no matter what. Absolutely. Yep. So. A lot of people don't question it. A lot of people won't even want to question it because, like we were talking about earlier with cognitive dissonance and just questioning something that disrupts your paradigm, it's a lot easier to just not know. But if you do want to know, and, you know, we all do it every night. So We'll put your information in the uh, description, and then as you build the website, people can... Can visit it. I think you'd be good. You had your own little podcast too. Yeah, I'll listen. You get it, man. It it's it was already an idea and a seed, and I think it's one of those things where you know it's just as time goes on, it it'll become more apparent that that you know. I think I always thought it was going to happen. I think you're kind of ahead of your time. Well, like in I, said, your... I think it's important for the society and the culture. I think 
if we're going to advance in evolution, if you want to get closer to instant manifestation, then dreams is just the way to go. Because that's the way we can all access it and we can all understand. Like, you don't have to go into a lot of explaining to be like, hey, if you wake up in your dreams, you can manifest whatever you want right away. Everyone understands that. So, But I think we're moving there... I think our technology is moving that direction and just as a species and culture, we're moving towards instant manifestation. So I think that's our sandbox is dreams. I like it. It's gonna, I look forward to the stuff you're going to put out, man. Thanks, Thanks for uh, coming on. Any, yeah, thank you guys. Anybody else got anything else to say? Any parting words? Any co- co-host rain? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good though. It's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. You, you came and spoke up. And, yeah, I will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're assuming we're gonna have you back. <laughs> oh, right away. So apparently we're gonna have to add a fourth microphone here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get out of here and uh, thank you once again for yes for. for coming and checking us out i hope you know you, you're getting stuff out of it we, i try to have you know you know we, we try to figure out uh, uh in, influencing people who uh have something positive to say about you know how how to progress in life and you know i just hope uh you know it's of some value to, to people so as always, thanks, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Yes, thank you, and uh, adios. Peace. Got it. Listen, why are you laughing at my Spanish? I've been speaking a lot of Spanish at work. <laughs>